The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, sort of. I mean, it's Pat Gray unleashed for the program on the Blaze Radio Network. Which you can participate in if you dial 888-900-3393, or you can tweet uh, at Pat Unleashed, uh, hashtag us with uh, put that in your pipe. But uh, I, I may have to put out uh, a, a bolo, and fun, we're going to look for Pat. I'm not sure where he is. Uh, someone actually did unleash him, and now we can't find him. Somebody left the door open. So we got a little problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you spot him, if there's a, if there's a Pat sighting, do not approach. Yeah, right. Thank you. Don't do not approach, but just alert someone either at Jeffy MRA at Pat Unleashed at Keith. What at the Blaze Keith? Right at the Blaze Keith. Yes. Well, I mean, you can alert at the Blaze Keith, but I doubt I'm going to do anything about it. I'm not approaching him. Well, no, but we need to know. I mean, we're. I just we're, want to know. We can, yeah, yeah, we we'll send the authority because we can able. We're, right. We'll be able to at least talk him down. <laughs> uh, but don't you? Oh, <laughs> Please, I, all I'm just telling you right now is yeah. more more than don't approach, don't look them in the eyes. Yeah, I don't want to start any rumors, but um, we've heard, haven't verified this, that bath salts may be involved <laughs> at present. So again, just <laughs> leave it for the law enforcement officials to deal with, okay? All right. That hasn't been verified yet, though. Yeah, no, I've not no. verified that. No. Not no. independently, anyway. <laughs> Welcome to the broadcast. Jeff Fisher uh, here with you today, uh, still uh, you know trying to uh, ring in uh, where uh, Pat Gray is, and of course uh, Keith Malinak along for the ride. Thank you for coming along for the ride today. You know, yesterday we talked about the Southwest Airlines uh, plane that was uh, you know lost an engine, blew up, uh, one person, one lady sadly passed away uh, during the uh, during the crisis during the accident, and we talked about the uh, how. What a what a great job the pilot did, and how you know she took everything under control. In fact, we played the audio with her on the tower, and uh, how under control she was, and how she brought the plane down and saved lives uh, because of what a great pilot she was. So then, all last night, all I'm seeing headlines on is we shouldn't be surprised that Southwest Hero pilot is a woman. Um, we we weren't. We weren't. We were congratulating this person who happened to be a female that was a pilot for doing such a great job. I'm guessing it didn't matter to it didn't matter to me mm-hmm. uh, whether it was a monkey, a female. Are you are you saying monkeys are like females? No, I'm saying if you're a pilot, I expect you to be able to do your job. It doesn't matter to me who you are. I don't care. White, black, yellow, red, monk. I don't care. You're a pilot. I expect you to do your job. Now, I know uh, I know that uh, we've all seen the, the documentary with Leonardo DiCaprio when he pretended to be a pilot. So maybe, maybe, maybe once in a while there's someone pre- pretending to be a pilot. But I doubt it. I doubt it. Security's pretty good. And I know, I know uh, several pilots. And uh, security's pretty good. They're pretty good. But it just kind of agonized me that 
you know, we shouldn't be surprised. Well, none of us were. Why? Why keep driving that home? I don't. I, I don't understand. And none of us were. If you're good enough to hold a job, that's what we've always said. If you're good enough to hold a job, then you should be. Everyone gets paid exactly the same for that job. If you're doing the same job, it doesn't matter whether it's male, female, black, white, red, yellow. It doesn't matter. But so many of our differences come when we get into, we shouldn't be surprised that she was a woman. We weren't. Quit trying to pretend that we were. Please. In other news, I touched on uh, the, uh, the Fresno State professor uh, yesterday, just briefly, when we talked a little bit about the death of Barbara Bush and, um, we, uh, and, and the passing of her. We talked about how, you know, the family and how sad they were and really the country. Uh, I mean, President uh, Trump has uh, ordered the flags half-mast. I mean, it was unprecedented. And uh, the Fresno State uh, professor uh, bashing her, uh, tweeting about uh, what a horrible person she was, what a horrible person anybody in the family is. And um, it goes on, you know, now uh, she has, and I touched on it, what a horrible thread of tweets that I was reading uh, the night before. Uh, and, you know, one of them was, uh, you know, I can't wait for the old white guard of literary writers and critics to die. Their time is effing up, too. And she's going on and on about the uh, the Bush family. Uh, the tweets were agonizing how bad Barbara was and how bad the Bush family was and is. And then she tweeted out a, uh, a uh, phone number for a saying that it was her number and it was a mental health crisis hotline number. Um, while that's cute, ha 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 ha, for you know a kid, not really for a professor. <laughs> and how about uh, you know you don't you don't use a real a real crisis hotline where someone hopefully uh, didn't need to get through for real help when you were playing your little game and somebody was calling that number for you. Um, and I, well, the one that caught my mind. Uh, the night before was uh, after the actual her first Barbara Bush tweet. Um, ben Shapiro had the best comeback of anyone. Um, good news. You won't have to see her when she's in heaven and you're burning in hell. Thank you, Ben. Tremendous. But now the backlash is whether she should get fired and I can't get fired. I'm a tenured professor and the school is saying, well, yes, I can. We can find a way to fire you if we have to. And so they're fighting back and forth. She doesn't. We know who she is. She doesn't need to get fired. You know who she is now. You know exactly who she is. You don't you know exactly who she is. So you, and so does the university. If they can, you can, uh, you know, the students know, the parents know, the faculty know, you know exactly who she is. No hiding. Now she's hiding. She's gone into hiding because she blocked her Twitter account now and has uh, made it private and deleted all her tweets. And it's, you Mm. know, so she's standing behind her comments. Right. Right. So if there's nothing wrong with it and she's tenured and she doesn't, she's not scared. Why do that? Stand up for what you believe. It's freedom of speech, right? It's a free country. You can say what you want. Right. You can say what you want until, oh, maybe not everybody was a little upset with you, so now you got to run and hide. You want to stand and fight. 
Jar Jar, it's okay. And I, I call her Jar Jar because of, her name is, uh, what is her name? Randa Gerara. Oh, no, you were close. Randa Gerara. Jar Jar is pretty close. Mm-hmm. Randa Gerara. So good luck. God bless. I don't want you to lose your job. I do want you to, uh, you know, have students uh, maybe decide, oh, I don't need to go to her class. But she's been, she's the one teaching the kids. That's what you got in universities. And that's what, that's what's become of being tenured uh, so that you can preach your ideology instead of pushing the envelope to both sides of whatever you're teaching. It's not. It's your side. And that's what we hope to get tenured for. And it all starts uh, in elementary school and high school and junior high school. I mean, I've got two elementary school stories. One, uh, fascinating, that uh, came through uh, this week where officials say that uh, seven students at a Maryland elementary school uh, before spring break, cut their wrists. Elementary school. Students at a William Paca Elementary School in Hyatts- Hyattsville used blades from pencil sharpeners to cut themselves. What? Now. How do you, how do you even do that? A concerned parent has come forward and uh, we have announced a pencil sharpener ban. Oh, oh, good. At that school. Well, then it's about time. At their school. That'll uh, fix it. School nurse met with all seven students who apparently determined that none of the children's injuries warranted a trip to the hospital. Uh, but for safety, for your safety, for your children's safety, for <sighs> everyone's safety, we need to ban pencil sharpeners. Uh, because the students uh, exhibited concerning behaviors. So instead of dealing with the behaviors that are concerning, let's just ban the item that they use to hurt themselves with. And this story is out of Britain, right? Out of London, right? We're banning, we're banning pencil sharpeners. Uh, no, I thought this the... was in Maryland, right? Oh, so now it's here. This was in, this was in the, the United States right. of America. Right. right. I mean, Maryland is a state, right? It's. Yes. In the U.S. And the, it's right there in the continental United States. See, see my point? <laughs> <laughs> right. <just> went, <laughs> okay. It's so sad. It is. Yeah. that's. It's so mm-hmm. sad. We're just banning, banning, banning. It, do, it doesn't work. Listen. I mean, look, and here, look, it's safe. Look, ma- messages were sent to all parents. Uh, banning the use of handheld pencil sharpeners. Oh, see? Wait, 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 wait. They know what are the good ones. So they they have a better they have an idea of how to keep you safe because trigger locks. They uh, messages were sent to all the parents abandoning the use of handheld pencil sharpeners. Uh, there how, how are many pencils can they we have provided classroom pencil mm. sharpeners. Mm. They are available. So if I catch your kid coming into this school mm-hmm. with a pencil sharpener, handheld pencil sharpener. I don't know what happens. I don't know if they. But not, a, not. We will definitely not allow. We're not allowing automatic it. pencil sharpeners, right? They We're not allowing be, it. Hmm. No I'm just amazed held. that actually pencils are still used anywhere. That is fascinating. I mean, I use them, use. but it's rare. A lot of mm-hmm. people don't anymore. Yeah, I mean, it's where people are writing. Everything's computers and yeah. laptops and. All I mean, that well, they just had a big story about. Uh, um, uh, before I get to the to the uh, middle school high school story. 
they just had a big story about um, uh, the letter G, the small case letter G. Okay. And people could pronounce it, but then when they showed them four different G's, they couldn't pick out which one was the real one. You know, so if you had to write it, how would you write the small case, you know, written G? Mm. And it was it was fascinating. Now, most, I will say, even I, a dummy, picked out the right one. <laughs> but, okay. and thank you, you're welcome. No, I mean, seriously, because I looked at them and I was like, wait, that's not, they were just, you know, three of them were just off enough to be going, no, that's not right. It's that one. But the people who were reading it couldn't pick it out. They didn't know. So they're not teaching writing, none of that. It's all typing. I mean, huh. I, don't, I don't know how to curb that, man. I mean, everyone wants computers and everyone wants tablets and everyone wants to be available in school. And yet, we're banning. What we need to do is just ban pens and pencils altogether. Well, yeah, because once you actually do sharpen them, even if you do use the sharpener the correct way, you now have, have created a, yeah. a nice little, I don't know, ice pick there. With right. Lead. And we don't need any of that. Okay, we don't need any of that. So now, I mean, this is the first step. We've no, banned well, the pencil sharpener. Now we need to ban look at this, the Jeffy. pencil. I think the pencil lobby. Yeah. What is that, Jeff? You see that? You see a little mark right there? A little bluish mark right there? That's uh, that's where a pencil broke off in yours truly in third grade. <clears throat> Are you okay? No, I'm uh, clearly not. Do you know I me? I mean, the lead is still affected. It's probably <laughs> poisoning me every day. Slow drip. Graphite. Graphite. Drip. Drip. I mean, the pencil business has got to be... I don't know how uh, how well they're doing. Um, I know there's a big pencil company in Orlando, right? Isn't that uh, the one sports guy has a big contract with them because he always holds a pencil and throws it and everything. And Letterman used to have a deal with them, <laughs> oh, too, yeah. with throwing pencils and you know uh, making the deal. But I can't uh, – Corso, Lee Corso, the, mm-hmm. the, the sports announcer Lee Corso, he was a big spokesman. Is this for Dixon the, you're talking about? What's that? Dixon. Um, it's possible. Okay. I mean, it's it's uh he was he was a big spokesman and maybe still is for the pencil company, and that's why he always had pencils on set and was using them all okay. the time and everything. That's cute. Yeah, but I mean, and uh, you know, at at one time we had a bunch of pencils here in the Mercury Studios, and I think we still do actually in the in the mail room and stuff that people could use. Uh, they're nice to pretend that you're a drummer with when you, don't, all, when you don't sharpen them. Right, they're all at my desk. That's why you haven't <laughs> seen them in a while. <laughs> Nobody else is using them. But I mean, yeah, it's very rare, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I uh, the only other time I see my children using any kind of writing utensils and pencils is when my daughter is drawing with her pencil, you know, with her art pencils. Um, and she has a few, uh, you know, a few of the number twos in there to use for graphite stuff. But it's rare she's not using it to, you know, to write. Write a write a letter right. to to grandma. What is a letter? <laughs> right. Tell me what is right. Not that. What do you mean? Write a letter. I just text her. What are you talking about? I just text her to say, "Hey, how you doing?" <laughs> and then in Connecticut, a high school teacher uh, decided, you know what needs to happen? I need to I need to let these kids beat the crap out of each other. I'm sorry. So we're gonna have a fight club uh, inside this classroom. You know, during school hours. What does well, it Why matters? do I need to teach? Why do I need to, I don't need to teach anything. Look, I'm just going to, look, I'm going to come in and you guys, I'm going to encourage you kids to battle it out mm. while, and hey, other kids can record it. Go ahead. Post it. Let's make it go viral. Uh, no problem. Uh, it's just absolutely unbelievable that we've got this fight club in class. And uh, now, uh, you know, he's, I'm sorry. 
was just I wanted to befriend the kids, and I thought it would be something to do. <laughs> yeah. This guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. It's definitely something to do. Hey, we started to... Uh, police. They told police that uh, the slap boxing fights had timed rounds. What? Which I was... <laughs> He's got well, this is organized, I mean. Additional video, right, showed the substitute teacher separating the two boys, then, uh, you know, thrusting his hands back down, smiling and laughing. Uh, go! I mean, you know how the referees are in boxing. You ever been to a boxing match? You know how that works. What grade is this um, again? This is in high school. This is in high school, so 9, 10, 11, 12, right? Okay. Uh, look, I just want to, I just try to be the teacher that the kids could come to to actually express themselves and <laughs> actually work through their issues. It's, you know, it's kind of a, it's kind of have a social thing. Oh, oh, one of the 16 year old students uh, called him. I think that's my mentor. <laughs> so, you know, look, if the kid makes millions boxing in a few years, good for him. But I doubt that's going to happen. But in our MMA world, he very well might. He very well might. It's a good way to get started. Just start uh, tearing each other up in high school. Okay. You want to get some work done, you guys? Uh, listen, you can tell you what. You want to do some do some math? Or you guys want to duke it out, fight it out? One at a time. You two, you two. You want to take it on, take each other on right now? Go. Come on. Let's, let's push the desk out of the way. Set around. The rest of you guys, if you've got your phones with you, go ahead and videotape. Just okay. you know, don't say anything to anybody. So, but wait, I'm recording and put it on social yeah. media. I know, but don't, don't say anything to anybody. Yeah, okay. Don't worry about where it came from. So let's just recap real quickly. Um, an in-school fight club. Yeah. Approved by Jeffy. Okay. That's what I. That's what I got. That's what I got out of it. <clears throat> Look. Oh no. <laughs> so, whenever, whenever Jeffy starts his retort with. Look, <laughs> look, buckle up. Look, all right. One of the things that this teacher, if he wanted to befriend these students, mm-hmm. I mean, look, you don't have to start a fight club in school to befriend students. You know how you do it? Mm. You bring them Field of Greens from huh. Brickhouse Nutrition. Uh-huh. No fight clubs. Okay. You just bring them Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition and say, look, this will make you feel better. It'll make you healthier. And all you have to do is put it in a water and mix it or put it in your smoothie and mix it. And it's like a protein drink that tastes great. Sure does. You'll get more energy. It'll help you curb hunger. And every scoop gives you a full serving of organic fruits and vegetables. It's prebiotic, probiotic, boosts immunity, has antioxidant power, and is not an extract. It's real food. One scoop, eight ounces of water, or your favorite drink or shake and you're done it's that easy and tastes great just go to brickhousepat.com you can try field of greens today you can also get 10 percent off a month supply with the offer code pat 10 percent off a month supply with the offer code pat brickhousepat.com brickhousepat.com this is pat gray the blaze radio network Now 
back to Pat Gray. Welcome to on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Now, for the last couple days, I've been uh, I've had this story about um, <sighs> Nikki Haley and Larry Kudlow. Kudlow. Whatever. <laughs> Look at that. That's okay, music so back. good it's that we back. have to it hear it twice. Hey, Kudlow. Yeah, it, it, it really took you off the hook for Kudlow, <laughs> but continue. Larry Kudlow. Okay. Got it. Do you want to repeat me again? Or? No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm so okay. good over here. I'll tell you what. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he bashed uh, Nikki and uh, saying that she was confused Uh-oh. on Russian sanctions. And um, Nikki was not having any of that. Uh, on Monday, White House Press Secretary uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders said we're considering additional sanctions on Russia. Decision will be made in the future. Uh, Larry. Seriously? Kudlow. <clears throat> Took it one step further on Tuesday to put the onus on the disagreement on Haley. She's done a great job. She's been a great ambassador. But there might have been some momentary confusion about that. Uh, no. Uh, Haley uh, replied, uh, with all due respect, uh, I don't get confused. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag put that in your pipe. And uh, Larry uh, then apologized. Larry, oh, yeah, uh, you know, I was wrong. Uh, it was a process mistake, and I shouldn't have said what I said. She wasn't see, confused. See, Larry, here's the thing, okay? Nikki has quite a bit of street cred built up over the last year and a half yes, in this administration. Does. You just arrived, so maybe don't jump. So no, don't be so quick to criticize one of your coworkers there. Well, and, it's and, not like you work with Jeffy. I mean, that's easy. That comes natural. Not specifically uh, criticizing oh. a coworker. You're actually criticizing probably the next president, one of the next that's presidents true. of the United States. <laughs> we can only hope. Uh, when you hear uh, how she uh, addressed the UN about Syria, yeah, well, that's where she's wrong. But other than that, continue. Uh, mm. You don't think? So? Oh, that's right, because you're against the Syrian strikes, and that's. You know. I'm just against the strikes being illegal wherever they are. But again, it's not. It's All not. It's them? not. It's not unique to Syria. It's. It's. Please, we're going to get derailed on. <laughs> I know. I'm going to go with you because talk. I think that we actually. No, I won't say. That. Okay. Thanks. Never mind. <clears throat> I was going to. You know what? And just to make you mad, I was almost ready to pull the plug. Do we have time to play the the Nikki Haley uh, UN comments about Syria? Uh, against Obama. And this is where she slaps Obama in this clip, too. Play this, and we'll just take it right out. Then Keith can breathe a little bit in the break. Our Syrian strategy has not changed. However, the Syrian regime has forced us to take action based on their repeated use of chemical weapons. Since the April 2017 chemical attack at Khan Sheikhoun, the United States has imposed hundreds of sanctions on individuals and entities involved in chemical weapons use in Syria and North Korea. We have designated entities in Asia, the Middle East, and Africa that have facilitated chemical weapons proliferation. We have revoked the visas of Russian intelligence officers in response to the chemical attack in Salisbury. We will continue to seek out and call out anyone who uses and anyone who aids in the use of chemical weapons. With yesterday's military action, our message was crystal clear. The United States of America will not allow the Assad regime to continue to use chemical weapons. Last night, we obliterated the major research facility that it used to assemble weapons of mass murder. 
I spoke to the president this morning, and he said if the Syrian regime uses this poisonous gas again, the United States is locked and loaded. Ooh. When our president draws a red line, our president enforces the red line. Like the United States is deeply grateful to the United Kingdom and France for its part in the coalition to defend the prohibition of chemical weapons. France later uh, showed up and um, Macron said that he was the one who uh, in- was instrumental in that whole Syrian strike and it was his idea. And we haven't heard from him since. Um, pretty funny. We haven't heard from him since. And Don really hasn't addressed it. President Trump hasn't really addressed it. Hmm. Really strange about that. That is I was, I was waiting right? for, for Donald to fight back on that, but he's kind of late. back It means back more on strikes that. are coming because he wants France to still be on board. Ooh. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Eight 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 nine zero zero thirty three ninety three is the who, phone number. Who are you talking to there? You could uh, you. Me? Are you serious? You just breathe. I was Take wondering if you were talking to me. Yeah, no, just you. Okay. What? What was? Uh... Take it easy. Because I, mean, I, I know I, that I, people I, love to be told to take it easy. Rela- take, women relax, especially breathe. love to relax. Relax. Chill. Just sit down and so breathe. I'm curious as to what take you thought off. I was upset about over this here. Is, you know what else they love to hear? Take a load off. Take a load. One hundred and three. Oh wow. Take a load off. No, I was actually, uh, okay. as I, I was, you and I were in here discussing a couple of things, mm-hmm. and I was looking at some stories, and the rejoin, uh, you know, a little inside behind the scenes radio, and the rejoin music started, okay. and uh, it was playing. I heard it. I had my head earpiece in, and the you know board operator in the other room was kind enough to remind me, mm. Jeffy, we're on the air. Oh, see, I didn't hear that. Okay. And so I was just, I wanted him to relax and breathe. I got it. Okay. It's okay. I heard it. I appreciate the update. Not much, but I appreciate the update. Next time, just let him swim against the tide in there, would you? It'd be fun. Just let the music just play out, and we'll just see if Jeffy ever ever puts his ear, earphones in. I, and, I promise you I will let that music play until don't. you can't stand it. Okay. <clears throat> You'll be dying over there. As if I'm not already. Play. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Have a nice day. Stop. <laughs> All right, right before the election, this is something that I know is going to come as a surprise. It was to me. All right, before the election, the share of people who viewed Hillary Clinton unfavorably was 10 points larger than those with a favorable view of her. So, uh, you know, a lot more people didn't like her. <laughs> um, funny what's happened and that's I know that I know that you know maybe she, that's why she didn't become president <laughs> um, but now the positive rating and that's at, at a new low and does that come as a surprise to you I know it did to me because I love her even more now it was get this well it was 52 percent had a negative opinion of Hillary. 
Want to know what the new rating is? Negative four million. Twenty-seven percent. Mm. Wow. Twenty-seven percent people have a positive rating, and I really don't know. You're right. I really don't know how they justify that. Uh, this amazing. Uh, so, I mean, Hillary, you got It's an uphill battle, but you can still come back. You can still come back and fight. You and hubby both. No, can, uh, no, don't encourage her. Come back and fight. She's not going to go away. And I'll tell you why she's not going to go away. Because she's she had plans of retiring and just and she would have gone away had they not shot have they not shot down the the foundation. All right, hmm. but all that foundation money is gone in the wind. Oh, well, remember when they were uh, leaving the White House in January of two thousand one? Yeah, they were broke. So broke. We're so broke. We've been public servants they for were broke. so long, and we're and, broke. And for them, they were. Yeah. You know, there's a di- look. There's a difference between being broke and being overextended. Mm. Um, I got it. And, you know. <laughs> however, uh, now they've become accustomed to quite a lifestyle, and they've become accustomed to quite a lifestyle because every so often Bill might fly down to South America and shake hands and throw uh, you know another three million into the foundation from someone who was happy to help whatever the foundation was doing. Hillary would jaunt off to the Middle East as Secretary of State and then miraculously another thirty million would drop into the foundation for help. It's a coincidence. Because because they just got done seeing Hillary, and then they remembered, oh, you know what? I really like the good things that the Clinton Foundation are doing, so I just I'll just you know give them a few million. Don't worry about it. But that's all dried up, man. It's mm-hmm. gone. Mm-hmm. Have a nice day. I mean, Hillary's left doing speeches in New Jersey for half or less than half of what she usually charged. I mean, if they need cash, guarantee you, she knows she she needs some cash. So she needs some help, and she's got to go to her, you know, her deep pocket friends that have been supporting her forever, and still ask for money. I don't know that it's there anymore. I mean, they might help enough to make them, you know, able to live behind the wall of uh, the Clinton mansion, but that's about it. You know, hopping on the private jet and jaunting around the world has probably put come to a halting end. That lifestyle is gone. And you know that she's willing to go out and speak for whatever they're going to pay her. Because she doesn't want to stay in the same house with Bill. I don't care how big the house is. Still, it's knowing that that other person is in the same structure. Yeah, you know what? He might be a cool uh, like college roommate. You know? Someone to oh, I would lo- hang out oh with. Oh my gosh, bar, I would love to hang out with go Bill. Go play golf. Maybe a roommate. If, if your room wasn't like right next to him and you didn't share the room because it'd be loud because there'd be a lot of stuff going on in there. <clears throat> Yeah, but Bill but would be a great, in, in great... In the same house, though? That'd be kind of fun, right? I mean, yes. you guys are the same age, you know, which... Uh, Bill would be a great roommate. Yeah. His throwaways you'd have fun with, too. It's okay. No, not where I was going. Well, oh, I thought that's what you were talking about. You're into the big hair, You said hair, it was going to be loud and busy. Like and... Big hair. <laughs> Good news, though. Mm-hmm. Hillary doesn't have to worry about running uh, for president anymore, although she is still upset about losing and can't get over it. Um. What's going to happen is that uh, one of her friends, one of her good friends, uh, Eric Holder, former attorney general, he's going to run. You think he's, do you think the Democratic Party wants Eric Holder as the face of the Democratic Party? Mm. 
<laughs> I don't think so. Why not, Jeffy? Why would I mean, you I, not want this? I don't think so. African American Attorney General. I mean, Eric was on with uh, Chris Hayes mm-hmm. on MSNBC because I mean that's the only place Eric will show up at, and. Uh, Matt Miller, the chief spokesman for the Department of Justice, uh, the Obama administration, and former Attorney General Eric Holder, uh, they were they were just talking, and uh, uh, Holder Miller said, "Well, I keep asking them because I want to know if I have to quit my job and move to Iowa." So Miller's already ready to work for him, mm-hmm. ready to go to work. Okay. Let's go. Let's be, let's make you president. Holder, twenty twenty. Uh, Holder said, "Look, if he promises to be my press secretary, I might consider it." Oh no. And uh, Hayes, Chris Hayes, are you considering? Yeah, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it, but I have not made my determinations. Fast, oh. fast and furious. Oh, yeah, but those are all behind. Fast and furious. Those are all behind. Campaign ad. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I know that I was held in contempt <laughs> by the House of Representatives, but that's only because I believe in the rule of law. Mm. Do you, first of all, Eric? But we'll let that one go for a second. I believe, because I'm, I'm pretending I'm you. I believe in the, in the, in the rule of law. And I believe that uh, we as Americans, if we don't stand up for what we believe is right and uh, forthright and the rule of law, then we're nowhere in this country. And that's exactly where I want to do, where I want to go. And this country is, was on a better path mm. with my friend, mm. Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. And we were on a right path, and now it got thrown a curveball because mm. of that racist white guy in the White House. And we need to put an end to that right now. Holder 2020. Such a historic uh, figure to hold that attorney general spot, considering he was, as you said, held in contempt by the House of Representatives. I know. And the only attorney general to ever be held in contempt by the House of Representatives. Well, because he was the only one that believed strongly enough to go up against them. You're right. You're right. I mean, the other attorney generals are such little do boys and and women Mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, they didn't have the, they didn't have the guts to go up against the House of Representatives. Mm -hmm. I was uh, fighting for the American people and the rule of law and the Constitution of the United States. And I said, enough is enough. And you You can hold me in contempt if you want, but enough is enough. Fighting for illegal. In fact, that's why, in fact, that's exactly why my campaign slogan is Eric Holder 2020. Enough is enough. Dead border guard. Paris nightclub, other gang-related uh, crimes around the world. Are you saying he had something to do with that? Hmm? Oh, sure as hell am. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have proof of that? <sighs> Considering he was held in contempt by the House of Representatives. Uh, because he wouldn't answer their... Because he wouldn't turn over documents stories. that would have uh, likely um, indicted him. I do hold him accountable. <laughs> no one else does. That's it. No one else does at all. Hmm. They love that guy, man. It's absolutely unbelievable how they love that guy. And now we were so happy with uh, we were so happy with uh, Ted, or I mean uh, Donald Trump, uh, putting Gorsuch on the Supreme Court, and. Uh, that's what we. That's what we got. I'm good. If Donald Trump does nothing else but put conservatives on the Supreme Court, then that's good. That's what we want, and that's what we're fighting for. Well, you, really, that might be the only good thing that he does. But right now, I mean, he's still Donald Trump, the president. I bless him. But uh, this last uh, little immigration ruling uh, by Gorsuch uh, went against Trump. 
And so is Gorsuch falling back into no. the whole? Uh, this I'm thing's a... getting mis- misplayed. Really? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. He was. I, I think his ruling was fine from what I've read about it. Okay, um, because I, I just know what they're you know they're they're bashing it. And look. You know what? I tell you what. I tell you what. Read the. Um, Oh, the Eric Erickson? Yeah, read that. That sums it up nicely. Take All a look right. at that. I'm actually reading Gorsuch's uh, concurrence and find myself nodding along with him. This is Eric Erickson. Um, his basic argument is that the law is construed. Uh, the law as construed gives judges way too much discretion to act on their whims because Congress was too vague in how it wrote the law. How many times has Congress written okay. the law and deferred to courts, yes, gotten all burned, the time. and here we are? All the you time. can't blame Gorsuch and for it. We, we also complain about uh, judges having uh, uh, too much leeway in a lot of those cases. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's his job to interpret the law, Gorsuch, and that's all he did there. He, he wasn't making a ruling one way or another on immigration. He was saying, hey, the way the law is written, the judge has the right. Sorry. Right, to do it. Right. So that's not against Trump. That's, they just need to rewrite the law. Right, and I'm sure they're going to get right on it. Oh, Congress, right? I mean, that's all. That's what Trump believes in is writing new laws. He could just make I don't know, make a tweet about it and be done with it. <laughs> Maybe we just do that. Maybe that's the law. That's the right? law. Yeah. I mean, that's the that's the law, right? Yep. Edict this... by Twitter. <laughs> edict by tweet. Edict a by tweet. tweet. A tweet. A tweet. A tweet. Go and buy that website right now. Tweetic.com. Thanks. <laughs> Million dollar idea. Go buy. Too seriously uh, buy that right now. Why, you see me? I'm why aren't you doing it? I'm typing. Don't you hear me typing? No. Okay, there we go. So this poll, I don't know that I believe. Mm. I find it I find it very hard to believe, and I, I'm being serious about this. The Quinnipiac University poll released uh, yesterday shows a tight race in Texas between Senator Ted Cruz and Representative Beto O'Rourke for the Senate seat that Ted Cruz already holds. Now, let me. I'll, I'll finish telling you the, the story. 47% of Texas registered voters back Cruz, the Republican incumbent, and 44% favor O'Rourke, the Democratic underdog from El Paso. Both figures fall within the margin of error on the poll. The first major look at the blockbuster Lone Star State race. I don't believe it. Hmm. I do not believe There's no way. I believe this program, uh, once we find and are able to leash him back up and bring him back into the room so... See, when we say Pat Gray unleashed, Pat unleashed, we mean that he's unleashed in this room. Mm-hmm. But what, you know, what, when we don't let him leave the room without ever. being leashed. A- absolutely, without ever. being because what happens goes yeah, missing. Yeah, right. That goes missing. <laughs> exactly. That's where we're at today. So he has, uh, I believe, declared that if uh, O'Rourke defeats Ted Cruz uh, in the state of Texas Senate, uh, he will eat his underwear. I don't. Th- I think it's his own underwear, right? And I think it's, it's his fault underwear. that we're in this predicament with the polling because he made that promise. Right here we are. Although I will say that I believe uh, that that's a hundred percent good bet. I think this is uh, not correct at all. Yeah. Remember the remember the primary. Uh, it was yeah. supposed to be so tight, so tight, so tight, and Ted Cruz came out and beat everybody. Beat everybody. Right. And what what I did after that um, primary election. I added up all of the Democratic votes and gave all of those to Beto. And I gave all of the Republican votes that didn't go for Ted Cruz to Beto. And Beto still lost to Ted right. Cruz. So there's no way. And I will say that there's there's one house in my neighborhood. Beto. One house in my neighborhood that has a Beto sign. Beto. Beto sign. Mm-hmm. It won't be there tomorrow. Diet and exercise. 
Wait, diet and exercise. I don't know what happens. The wind blows hard. You don't know what happens to signs like that. They just go disappear, blow away. <laughs> diet, <laughs> diet and exercise. You know, you know as well as I do. Are the basic formula for weight loss. Hello, nobody likes to admit it, especially me. But if you want an extra boost in your plan to be healthier, Riduzone. Riduzone. Safe, natural, FDA-acknowledged new dietary supplement to support a healthy weight and be part of a concerted effort to eradicate obesity and metabolic disorders. Riduzone, launched by a local company who's taken all the good stuff in olive oil, created a patented product containing OEA that has been shown to boost metabolism, reduce appetite, helping you burn fat. With proper nutrition and exercise, Riduzone is going to help you lose weight, maybe even more important. It helps you with keeping it off, right? I mean, you see Sarah Gonzalez every night on the news and why it matters. And at one point in her life, she was 100 pounds heavier. Now, she looks, you know, pretty darn good right now. Can you say that anymore? No, I mean, Sarah looks, Sarah. Oh, we might have to dump that. Sarah looks uh, uh, handsome for her yeah, you careful because you can't make you can't compliment a woman That's on air. That might be an FCC. We'll, we'll look it up during the break. Okay. So just well, let, it, mean, let it go. I, for I don't want to say, look, you know, you look good after you lost that hundred pounds. You don't, you know, you I look. Mean, I can just hear the fines. You don't look. I mean, Adam. anyway. Mm-hmm. Now that she's taking Riduzone, it's much easier for her to control her appetite, and she's not thinking about food all day. It's helping her keep it off, which is. You know, the most important thing about losing weight, you want to keep it off. Riduzone. Learn more when you visit riduzone.com. Enter promo code PAT and you get 30% off a three-month supply. So go to riduzone.com, enter the promo code PAT, get 30% off a three-month supply. Riduzone. That's R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com. Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Said that you couldn't take it. Okay. All right, so yesterday, uh, toward the end of the show, we attempted to show you a neighborhood that's being inundated with tumbleweeds. Yeah. I yeah. even told you a story about uh, mm-hmm. when I first came here uh, to the Mercury Studios. Yeah, you set there that up There were three nicely. tumbleweeds in the, in the parking lot. I was like, wow, welcome to Texas. Okay. Yeah. And uh, now this, apparently this California neighborhood okay. uh, is having a problem. Yeah. And we have a video of this neighborhood that has an issue with tumbleweeds. Look at this thing. Look look at that. Look at that tumbleweed right there. Oh, my gosh. Look at that. That's more than an issue. Brad Staggs, would a lawnmower handle that? Huh? Oh, no. oh my no. gosh. I mean, they can't even park in their driveway. Have you seen that before, Brad? Oh, no. Here we go. No, oh, no. no. See, oh. look. Look, one tumbleweed by itself looks so cute it and sure cuddly. Does. And but then he's got those, 400 friends in your cow. driveway, and it's uh, not a pleasant day. That's a metaphor for earwax. Oh, see, that's a metaphor for earwax. Wow. Good call. Brad Staggs, bringing it home. (laughs) 
So yeah, this is the video you, that um, you can use it again when you do the commercial I, I later. Emailed to myself wow. yesterday, accidentally. Yeah, well, you know, look, that, that was a great video. There was some good stuff on it. Is there any? Did you email yourself anything last night that we might want to uh, might want to use today? We'll or? find out. If you go to something and they don't have it, then the answer is yes. Because <laughs> I email myself a lot of stuff that I want to print up later when I'm here, but uh, can't print up a video, Keith. So, <clears throat> oh my gosh. Hmm. Now that's kind of uh, kind of a little frightening. If yeah. you know they were cleaning it up, they brought Ooh. everything to clean it up. Whole neighborhood. And uh, let's say uh, I just flew in to buy a house, and they had just cleaned up the tumbleweeds. I wouldn't even know the tumbleweed problem existed. That's why you need Mercury <laughs> Mercury Real Estate Agents. I trust. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a uh, radio professional that you just witnessed make that transition. That's why Glenn and Tanya started Real Estate Agents. I trust because I'm personally frustrated trying to sell their home. And we all have been actually uh, pretty much everyone in this building has been frustrated with a, a home sale or a home purchase, but you would be inundated with tumbleweeds. <laughs> if you bought a house in that neighborhood and didn't have a, an agent from real estate agents, I trust because real estate agents I trust are going to tell you, you probably, you know, you know, this neighborhood is gets inundated with tumbleweeds. You might want to think about maybe somewhere else or you offer them a lower price. Yeah, and you know another great thing that Mercury Real Estate does for you is um, they won't let you move into a neighborhood where Jeffy lives. So um, you don't, I'd like to say that's true, but I know that it's not. A home is usually the biggest investment we make in all our lives. You know that. Uh, uh, you know, you're supposed to, you're supposed to uh, buy high... No, wait. You're, what I did is buy high, sell low. You're, yeah, that's you're right. supposed to buy low, oh, sell high. <clears throat> the Real Estate Agents I Trust is a network of over 1,200 agents all over America, uh, rigorously qualified by Glenn's team. Their experience, their marketing plans, their character, and the results they get for their clients uh, are the barometers that we use to ensure the network is made up only of the best agents in America. And one of the other things that's nice is that they're you know fans of the show. So the share of the values... Uh, share Glenn's values, share our values, they tell you, share your values. If you need to sell a house fast for the most money or you're looking to buy, go to Real Estate Agents I Trust. You're going to be introduced to the best agent in your town. Let's do some business. Get moving with realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. I would be furious at those tumbles. I don't know. What, I mean, do you have to pay to get them moved, or is the city moving them? Is the city paying to move them? Or you saw the garbage trucks there backed up removing them. I mean, are, are, they you, are you having not be to pay for that? Them away. Are you having to pay for that? Oh, they're just going in the incinerator. Wow. They're just burning them. That was that was what they did. In, I remember in uh, in Florida for a while, they tried to be so green and uh, have uh, recycling. Mm-hmm. And they had, look at this. I mean, yeah, the footage is fine. But when, when I was in Florida, let's, they had tried to be so green, you know they're going just incinerate. We're just burning them. Because uh, they had recycling, and they bought these recycling trucks, and you had to put, you know, you're supposed to have different boxes out there for paper and plastic. Oh, what a pain in the rear that was. And it was even more of a pain in the rear for them until they finally decided, you know, this is costing a lot more money than we had anticipated, and we're not really getting any return on our investment. So what we're going to do is you can throw everything in the trash can, and we're just going to put it in the back of the trash truck, and we're going to take it over to the incinerator and burn it for power, okay? And you'll so you get power from the incinerator, and we don't care what's in it. 
If you want to recycle on your own, you go ahead, but we're not doing it. That's what happens. So if you want to save the little tumbleweeds for your little tumbleweed artwork project, go ahead. But you know that they're just burning them. But I'm, I'm, I am I am uh, curious on who's paying for that. Who's paying for that cleanup? <laughs> How they're covering that. Because you're not doing that for free. Yep. Somebody's paying for it. That's a lot of money. I bet if they had a fences. A lot of time, a lot of investment. That might stop some of them, but... I'm just I'm still pile up totally fences, assuming, right? Yeah, I'm assuming that California just lets everything roam free, including tumbleweeds. Well, there they you could go. you could probably build a fence if you had, you know, the proper permit. <laughs> Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Hello. Welcome to the broadcast. How are you? Thanks for coming along for the ride today. I appreciate it. It's good to see you. Pat, uh, like I said uh, earlier in the broadcast, the show is called Pat Unleashed. But really what happens is we unleash him in this room for the broadcast and then we leash him back up. Mm-hmm. Someone didn't do their job. It was Christian, the phone screener. No one didn't do their job. He left the door open, and uh, off he ran. Yep. So if we if we're looking we're looking for information, you can tweet uh, at Jeffy MRA at Pat Unleashed at the Blaze Keith. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have seen Pat, yeah, and you know where 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 he is, uh, do not approach. Don't look him in the eye, but just let us know. I wonder when the BYU spring football game is. Well, Missouri's was last weekend, okay. so I don't know when BYU was, but that's so a good that's a that's a good might idea. Be a good place to look for him. Might, might be a good idea to start. <laughs> yeah, start right there. Huh. It is getting time. It's that time of year. Nebraska's is Saturday. I know. It was uh, felt it felt actually kind of good to have a little college football, even if it was fake football. Playing with yourself. Ring the bell. Anyway, <laughs> so, so, so stupid. Okay. All right. I give you all these. I hate that stupid bell so much. Well, then don't ask for it. Well, you know, it was worth the worth the joke. Okay, so we talked about oh, this. I mean, this would have been uh, this is this this story. I should say for Mercury Real Estate. <laughs> I'm ready with the, the bell. Like Trust.com. Mm-hmm. I should save this story for this too because let's say you're looking for a house mm. and you're supposed to move to I don't know Alabama. And you said, you know, I'm going to move to Alabama. And at one time in my life, there was actually a point where I was considering moving to Alabama. I'll tell you, that's, no, that's a long, I'm sorry. long story. <laughs> a long story, but that's actually, that's a fact. And uh, and I like Alabama. Although it's a gorgeous actually, state. I, like Alabama. I do too. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful state. Um, it, I've been through there a number of times. In fact, the best, side note, if you want to, mm-hmm. if you're looking for, a, say, I'd like to buy a house where the best Outback Steakhouse is in America. Mm. Yes, it's in Alabama. Where? That's uh, not true. It's in. Oh, yes, it is. It's, it's no. outside of uh, Auburn University. Okay. In uh, what's the what's the city that Auburn is in? It's in the city of Auburn. No, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Now it's other some stupid name. Nope. Yes, it is. Nope. Yes, it is. Whatever. I mean, the, it's the city I'm around where Auburn Auburn University may actually be in their oh, own well, little city. Oh, well, look at this. The address, according to Wikipedia, yeah, know, is city, Auburn, Alabama. But that's not the city that that's around <laughs> Auburn. Girls, you're both pretty. So it's what? It's not the city that's around. Opelika? Adam. Yeah, Opelika. Okay. By the Opelika, way, the best, Alabama. I've not been to this steakhouse, but the best one is the Big Texan up in uh, Amarillo. That's a true story. 
Continue. <laughs> That's where you eat but, the steak and get it for is, free. And you is, what it. I said was, is the best Outback Steakhouse. Oh, you not said Outback. Out, I missed the Outback. Not the best Steakhouse. Sorry. I how, will admit that we're always looking... How long have you guys been married now? We're always looking for is an it, opportunity to criticize Jeffy. I guess I jumped the gun. Wow. Are we? Is, wow. that what we, is that what we do? All right, Outback Steakhouse. Let's go. <laughs> Wasting people's time now. So Too late. That was way too late for that, my friend. <laughs> way too late for that. It started about an hour and uh-huh. ten minutes ago. <laughs> yep. All right, so an Alabama mayor is now uh, raising a little bit of... A little bit of... A little, a little bit... He's, he's mad. He's mad because um, there's a train um, that is full of poop from New York uh, that's just uh, kind of stinking up the stinking up the neighborhood, stinking up the city. That old chestnut. Tons of waste is bound for uh, the Big Sky landfill about 20 miles east of the city. Mm. Uh, but you know what? The process got backed up when the nearby town of West Jefferson uh, filed an injunction to keep the mess out of its town. <laughs> so the goo, the goo was on its way, and then the the injunction was filed, and they said, "No, you can't bring it here." So it stopped in Parish. Mm-hmm. There it sits. Now I don't know how many air fresheners you need to freshen up. The old NYC poop train smell. So this, but I bet they don't have it enough. This this train car must have some sort of like hatch on it, right? Where you open it up and. So when you think you ha- are having a rough day, be glad you aren't the guy whose job it is to shut and lock that hatch. Since the injunction, the poop train uh, hasn't moved from its spot that's near a little league baseball field. Hmm. Man, I bet you it's fun to go out there and play some baseball. Game on. Um, she's hopeful, uh, the mayor, that uh, the waste will get moving soon. Oh, hang on. Wow, yes. Thank you. Uh, we're moving into summer, and summer in the South is not forgiving when it comes to stuff like this, she said. <laughs> I, think we, I think we all know that. Although Manhattan in July, there's nothing like the smell of urine wafting mm-hmm. up. From mm-hmm. Oh, it's not bad. Plus, on, uh, on Mondays, bad. on Trash Day. Okay. Oh, yeah. Trash Day. When urine we're, and trash. When all the trash right. is uh, mm-hmm. sitting on the curb before it's yeah. picked up. Yes. It's a good yeah. It's a good time there, too. I have those air fresheners in my truck just to remind me of the city. But one thing I will say, that uh, the giant piles of trash do give the homeless people at least a nice, like one of those stuffed chairs. <laughs> it's, like a pillow. it's like a beanbag chair. Yeah. Absolutely. Until the, until the trucks come by. And then when by. they had that mm-hmm. strike going on, it, oh, it was like a romper room. It was like and an obstacle course. Ever, so, garbage often, ever so often you have uh, you have the stacks, and, and there, it doesn't look like there's anything in the giant pile, but things are moving right in the you know in the pile <laughs> so you would think huh that's that doesn't what, seem what, could, right. what could that could be and then you say, oh i know what it is yeah but i never saw any of that you know one of the things i'm disappointed about in new york oh, is that i never a saw mm-hmm. a, one of the giant new york rats <laughs> like i saw the i saw the the regular size rats right. in the subway you know we would take the subway uh, and we took, I took the subway, you know, a number of times, a lot of times in different places. And you'd wait there by the tracks for the train to show up. And, and, uh, you know, I saw, you know, you'd see the, you'd see the rats running around in the, in the tracks, mm-hmm. but I never saw the big ones. Right. You, know, you see the photos of the big ones that get on the, oh, yeah. the subway cars <laughs> and the big ones that are walking the streets coming out saying, uh-huh. uh, I'm big enough now. Go ahead. Do Anybody something. got a match? Do something. Uh-huh. Uh, are you going to smoke? 
you gonna finish that? Let the mayor, let the mayor tell me I can't smoke in public oh. on the sidewalk. I hate so, that city. Uh, oh. I, I do you really? I, I, like, I, love, Manhattan. I like Manhattan too. I love it. But my point is, is that I never saw one of the giant rats. Very disappointing. Mm. But you do get to smell and get to see mm-hmm. a few. You do get to see them. Oh, you're not dead yet. You could still see a rat in New York if you if that's on your bucket list. Don't I, give it up. It is on my bucket list. Always things, I've already crossed. I've already crossed human feces on stairwells. I've yep. crossed. Uh, I did that twice. That's I've fun already stuff crossed there. Uh, wow, human, human urine on uh-huh. the sidewalks and mm-hmm. stairwells. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know what's left? The what's giant that? New York right. rats. I guess exactly. So bad. Now uh, <laughs> in, the, in the 80s, the federal government stopped. Uh, they stopped banned waste from being dumped in the Atlantic Ocean, which, why? I mean, what, is the ocean, what else is the ocean there for? Uh, right. Which has meant the state had to find somewhere else to unload the biosolids <laughs> recovered from the sewage treatment process. We can't call it poop. We can't call it no. What are we going to call it? Biosolids. Alabama and other southern states have been accepting waste from other states for decades. Yes, they have, and people too. Anyway, <laughs> Alabama has been has been uh, kind You've of been an open. Your crap Alabama <laughs> has been kind of an open door, a rubber stamp permitting place for landfill operators like Nelson Brook of Black Warrior Riverkeeper Environmental Group. Oh yes, they, they throw parties on Wednesdays the like Black you can't believe. Warrior Riverkeeper Environmental Group. Mm-hmm. They have a cool Ooh. secret handshake. You got it's poop? really cool. I'll take it. Yeah. It's easy for them to zip into a rural or poor community and set up shop and start making a ton of cash, he said. There's got to be better ways. <laughs> I mean, there's got to be an easier way. So Why? here's what we want you to give us. <laughs> it, creates jo- it creates jobs in the town. Right. You're creating a landfill. You bring. You got to go where the tracks are. Though, well, that's a chamber right? of yes. commerce dream right there. Mm-hmm. Hey, sure relocate is. your crap pile to our town. <laughs> it sure is. We'll take it. So what do they do? Bury it? I yeah, mean, I do they so, dig yeah. a big hole in this? Yeah, landfills. So if it's just kind of soupy, it goes in there, and then they oh, dump dirt on top yeah. of it, and all the soup goes oh. and kind of squirts out. Remind, remind well, me yeah, to I mean, never make eye contact with you again <laughs> when you say, it's kind of soupy. It's bio sludge, right? I mean, right. It's, so it's... Yeah. So, so I did notice that earlier in the story... So it's not really soupy, it's sludge. You said that the... Uh, <laughs> I guess it depends on your diet. Um, so uh, I think that when you said the, the landfill is east of the city... That makes complete sense because normally the wind is coming out of the north or out of the west. So right. that would make sense well, to put, put your landfills on the east side of your city. Push it on over to Florida and South and North Carolina. Give them all the. Yeah, that's Georgia waiting for that. Yeah. Wafting. Yeah. Uh, it just skips over Georgia. But see, the thing is, is that now they can't take it to the one little city because the one little city didn't want it anymore, right? Somebody filed an injunction, so the judge was going to stop it. Well, judge, <laughs> we've got a train load of crap. Mm-hmm. I mean, bio sludge. Right. Just sitting here. <laughs> What are we supposed to do? And this little town has been taking it for how many years? Mm. So oh. they have a big hole full of crap yeah. somewhere. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're so just done. Looking at the map there of uh, Jefferson, Alabama, um, congrats to the folks that live over in Providence, one town to the east. I'm sure it smells <laughs> lovely on your side of the state. <laughs> you can get a really good deal on a house. Yeah. Not many screened-in porches there, though. That's that big sky landfill smell. (laughs) Mercury Real Estate will not allow you to live in Providence, Alabama. The big sky, you don't don't want to live it. You don't want to live over there. It's big sky landfill In fact, I tell you what, I've got a better option for you. It's called Jeffy's Neighborhood. It's it's one step up from the landfill neighborhood. Why would that be? Hmm? I don't understand why that would be. Because you're in it? There's no, but there's no landfill there. 
embrace it. Because you're in it. Just no embrace it. I know I'm you're saying, do what Leonard Nimoy did trash. and embrace it. <laughs> There's no... I don't okay. understand. <laughs> you don't understand? I'm saying you're one step above, uh, uh, above don't. a poop landfill. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Well, some, some people that call clear. that a career goal. Mm-hmm. Well, well. <sighs> so a manhunt is underway for a fugitive grandma. And when you see this lady, and we're going to put a give her a picture up on the screen here if you're watching uh, on Blaze Television, uh, ah. she looks like a regular old little nice little granny. She smiles, looks like anyone's little grandmother, but uh, uh, no, uh, she's a uh, she's on a killing spree now across the country. We're looking for her. manhunt is on. She's on the lamb. Who she killed? Uh, she murdered her husband, uh-huh. and then uh, Lois Reese or Rice R I E S S. Okay, she's fifty six of Blooming Prairie, Minnesota. Uh, wanted for the deaths of her husband. And then uh, the death of Pamela Hutchinson. Pamela Hutchinson befriended her, random stranger, killed her. Uh, It's not very nice. She's been out on the land for several weeks now. And uh, she is armed and dangerous. And she's been dubbed. She said she likes to go to, she has a gambling addiction, according to uh, this article. And according to the U.S. Marshals. So uh, she often frequents casinos. So they're, I'm sure they're keeping a close eye on the casinos. But she's, uh, she is considered armed and dangerous. But her nickname is Losing Streak Lois. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, I'd apply for a different nickname. If your nickname is Losing Streak Lois. She's got a TV show in her future. Yes, she does. Yes, she does. Now, uh, I mean, she's been driving uh, the car that belonged to the lady that she killed. So as soon as that runs out of gas, look out. (laughs) Be careful. It's not funny. It's not funny, man. It's not funny. It's so weird. She's already killed two people. That doesn't make her a serial killer, does it? I thought you had to kill four people before that happened. Is a serial killer number? I think so. Well, she's uh, well, she's killed multiple humans, two humans that we know of. Possibly she's a multiple murderer. Yeah. Yeah. Not a serial killer. Not a serial killer. Make sure that's right. Serial killer. I want to know how many you got to kill. Seriously, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Okay. See how many people you have to kill to be a serial killer. She, this uh, Lois, losing streak. Lois is uh, five foot five, one hundred sixty-five pounds with brown eyes. Now, you know, we were we're joking around about it, but it's not funny. If you see her, I would definitely call the police. Don't Uh, try to. At some point, she's going to be out of money. She's going to be out of resources. And what is she going to do? She's going to look to befriend somebody Mm -hmm. that she can kill and take their stuff. Mm -hmm. And that just might be you unless you make the phone call. So look at that face of losing streak of Lewis. She looks harmless. So um, I have some definitions for you. I I know recently I learned that a, a, quote, mass shooting, by definition, is four or more deaths. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. Uh, apparently, the FBI defines a serial killer as someone who commits at least three murders over more than a month with an emotional cooling off period in between. Okay. So you got to kill at least three over wow. a month's period. Because so, if, I, if, I, if I just kill three, it's, right. not a, it's not a... It's not a and if that's uh, your goal, Brad and so I are safe like, for now. If it was like three people over the course of a month and a day, you wouldn't be a serial well, the killer. The FBI would probably they'd be looking into a it. A month though. and five days. Uh, it's not a serial killer. Why are you... Be- if they're going to be specific about what the numbers Nothing are. Nothing specific about murder, Brad. I swear, Jeffy, if he asks what today's date is, I'm going to start to panic. <laughs> what? Oh, just checking. I thought you know what, the, what, are you what, checking? what happened right today's date. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, boy. In, uh, 
You're aware yeah. of history, right? Yes, I am. Yeah. We're, we're, we're just talking about the fact that no one even really remembers it now. That now it's the town of Chip and Joanna Gaines. Waco. Oh, that's Waco. Oh, you're yes. talking Waco. Talking I was going day, OKC. That's not Waco. Same day. We're going to talk, yeah. But it's, the, it's in, now, they have turned the, the, the image of that yes, town. Yes, they have. That's good. Yeah, that's true. Because you don't think about the Branch Davidians. You think about Chip and Joanna Gaines. Yeah, that, that's true. It, it, good it, for it, them. We don't even know about it. You know? Right. I mean, it's like, what? That's not for what? I, I, I came here to buy a curtain. Mm-hmm. I think of Janet Reno, personally. I know. <clears throat> Boy, we think how she had that. She had uh, the, the Iliad. I heard Glenn mention earlier Elion Gonzalez down in Florida. Man, we had so many song bits she had about a that. String of hits. Me and Elion down by the school. We stopped at the Branch Davidian Complex. Mm. We were down there. It's what's it like? Fascinating. Does I mean, it look like it little, does on TV. It's yeah, is, is there people there? There's the other people there. If you you can you can drive in. There's a little wall with all the names of the victims on it. And what I've heard, no one came out, but what I've heard is if you are if you linger for more than you know 20, 15, 20 minutes, they will come out and say, "Hey, can we help you?" I mean, they're friendly. They don't. They'll try to, hey, yeah, what are you come freaks on, doing? Join. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you can help me with, okay? Looking for David Koresh. I look, I'm looking for a landfill. I'm yeah. looking to start a poop company. Got a whole truckload full looking, of poop. I'm looking, to, I'm looking to start a bio sludge disposal company. <laughs> so well, you've like come to the right place. Sure. It's like a pretty good place right here. You know what? Economic opportunity. Speaking of a bio mm-hmm. sludge waste, mm-hmm. Brad. Ah. You know, today is actually also National Get to Know Your Customers Day. Did you know that? Aww. Did you know that? I, I didn't. No. Know. No, I didn't. Well, Wax RX, they want to get to know you. They want to know what's inside your, they want to know what's between your ears or in your ears more specifically. So remember, when you order the kit at usewaxrx.com and you use promo code radio to get your free shipping, uh, they want to see. They want a picture, a video. It doesn't matter. But I thought we would try something fun today. You know, it's a three-step, uh, three-step process. So I'm going to say the step, and then Keith is going to make the sound effect corresponding with that step. So first, you have to squeeze, squeeze. squeeze. It's a sound effect for squeeze. Oh, I'm sorry. I want a sound effect. No, not, not a, a bell. I want a sound effect. It's like a. Yes. Then you squirt with the squirt bottle. Then. Same thing. That sounded like same that's. Sound. Yeah, I was going to say it's the same sound. It's because it is. And then you rinse. Same sound. Those are the you guys didn't do like three Hold different. On, it's three different sounds. Those same are sound. the same. Squeeze, sound. squirt, and rinse are three different things. It's three different sounds. As you squeeze. No. Squirt. Squeeze. Squirt. And I thought you Supple. guys were Supple. 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 professionals. Supple. I really thought Supple. I was dealing with professionals. I'm so disappointed. Oh, oh, oh. You gave me the I gave you different sounds. Wow. Wow. So wrong I, I gave you three I'm different hurt. sounds. I'm hurt. Look. Supple. Are you telling this, me you can't tell the difference between, what's the first one? Squeeze. Supple. Squirt. Supple. Rinse. Supple. No. The, oh, well, then you changed it up on that one so everybody could hear it's different. Oh, Look, if you. Not if they don't have usewaxrx.com, they can't hear that. Thank so you. when Boom. you go there and, like you you take, and you do your video, make sure you give us the sound effects too. Usewaxrx.com, promo code radio. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.
Radio Network. Hello. Welcome to the broadcast. This is Pat Unleashed. Uh, you can tweet us at Jeffy MRA, at Pat Unleashed, at the Blaze Keith, like Mike Hermanet did. Uh, perhaps it's time to put out Pat's face on a milk carton. You know, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> it's about to that point. <laughs> Hashtag find Pat. I mean, that's a that's a pretty good idea. And thank you, by the way, Mike, for your help. Uh, we appreciate it. But listen, remember, and while I appreciate your, you know, your diligence on trying to help and trying to put his face on milk cartons and trying to find him, do not approach him if you see him. I do appreciate, and I think the audience does as well, that you finally came clean today and admitted, you know, for, for several days you were saying that... Uh, Pat was under the weather. When he gets over the weather, you know, hey, he'll be back. <laughs> and you finally admitted that it was, um, well, it was uh, dereliction of duty by Christian, yes. the phone screen in the other room. Who, Look, I uh, try to stick up for other right. employees from time to time. Right. So, I usually don't right. like to so do So I it. think Friday, I think Friday when he left, he left the door open. So Mr. Unleashed left, and we got in here on Monday. We're like, whoa, where's Pat? Oh, look, the door's open, so... Thanks, Christian. Appreciate that. And uh, hopefully you can find him and drag him back in here soon. At uh, Unindicted Florida Man, uh, I'd vote for Nikki Haley for POTUS, but she's going to have to up her debate off-the-cuff skills. All her U.N. speeches are speeches she reads. Mm. Hashtag first woman president. You're right. That's absolutely true. I mean, that's a great point. Um, I don't know that uh, I, I don't know that she can. Right? I mean, I, I guess she, she, was, she wasn't just the U.S. <laughs> she's been other things in her life than the U.N. ambassador. So uh, I think she can handle it. Mm-hmm. I think she can. I have confidence. I have confidence that Nikki Haley would be fine. You put her out there on the on the trail as long as, as long as she doesn't have to deal with some nickname from Trump. And slick Nikki. <laughs> and hear it now. Um, no, she was great as governor of South Carolina. Yeah, I mean, I mean, she she's... busted unions. You know, from Washington State, they were uh, fighting to keep Boeing from building a plant in North Charleston. And I mean, it's just, yeah. So, I mean, like I said, she's done many other things. I think she can handle it. She'll be all right. This is, it's important for her to be correct in her wording at the United Nations so that everyone understands exactly what she means and what she's saying. Yes. Because uh, as she's speaking, 800 ears are hearing. Oh, that's good. What language is that? <laughs> it's good. I like Thank you. That's very Thank good. That's very that's my, that's United Nations behind work the, at the United Nations. Thing. Yeah, I mean, we are locked and loaded for a continuation of this illegal action. You know, one of the things that uh, I thought of watching your tumbleweed video was uh, I wonder how much dust and air and pollen those tumbleweeds are kicking up. So they're brushing up against the house. So all that pollen and stuff is getting inside the houses. So that means that the studies that say inside air could be 100 times more polluted than outside air are probably correct. But you could fix all that. One simple fix. Replace your HVAC filter with filterby.com. Yes, filterby.com. Now, one of the things that I love about filterby is that you can have them delivered, set up monthly delivery so you don't have to think about it. I, I really do. That's one of the most genius ideas uh, I've heard in a long time. Uh, and, and when you hear it, the first time you go, you mean I? they just delivered and then I can change the filter and 
I don't have to think about when the last time was I changed the filter and it works good and my house is breathable. Yes, that's right. That's exactly what I mean. And I can get over 600 different sizes and they can all be shipped for free within 24 hours. Yes, that's that's what I'm saying. Do you mean that they can also do custom sizes like mine? I've got one in the back that's a different size that might need to be custom made. They'll do that too. And then they probably got to go out of the country. Nope, they're made right here in America. Filterby.com. Filterby.com, America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses. Now, look, you can get uh, a multitude of MERV options all the way up to hospital grade, which I'm almost not opposed to getting these days. You'll remo- be removing dangerous pollen, mold, dust, and other allergy that uh, allergy aggravating pollution that uh, agonizes your house and everyone in it. Filterby.com. Filterby.com. Right now, you can save 5% when you set up auto delivery. I mean, they're giving you a deal to set up an auto delivery, which is going to remind you, save you the hassle. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, right now, 5%. 5%. Filterby.com. Filterby.com. You set up uh, set up your uh, auto delivery, and they're giving you a deal. Filterby.com. Filterby.com. So much more. We've got, uh, I've got, uh, I've got a uh, great guest on Oklahoma City coming up, yeah. which is uh, fascinating. And then I'm going to tell you about uh, another way how you, know, you can't. We told you yesterday, you can't rob banks anymore. <laughs> you got to think of a new plan. <sighs> banks are out, baby. Banks are out. Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Is here. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. You can tweet us uh, at JeffyMRA, at Pat Unleashed, at the Blaze Keith. When the hashtag us, put that in your pipe. I will also take the hashtag Find Pat because uh, he's missing. He's been unleashed, and we don't know where he is. And like the serial killer lady, or at least like the lady who's only murdered two people so far and is on the lam, do not approach. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't call the authorities if you see him, but just let us know. Okay. Yeah, I'll take care of it. Don't you don't 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 bother the authorities with with this. But just don't look at him in the eye and just let me know. Okay. okay? Right. Now, sad news. Very sad news for those of you in Washington D.C. that look forward, and I'm one of them that actually look forward to this every year. And now, it's going away after 15 years. The Hill is saying goodbye to its annual 50 most beautiful list in Washington DC. Very disappointing. Um uh, it's very it's come to it's come to the end there. Look. Originally it featured a list of lawmakers, journalists, congressional staffers, lobbyists. In 2013, they expanded its nomination pool to also include the White House, cabinet departments, executive agencies. I remember you know they've made jokes about it on uh, HBO's on what's her face's show on HBO in Veep. Uh. Um, about trying to uh, so you're the guy be that. a part of uh, be a part of uh, well, I mean I catch clips okay 
It's on TV. Sorry to slow you down there. Continue, please. Um, but it's going away. It's very sad. Oh. Uh, so those of you that think you're worthy of the 50 most beautiful in Washington, D.C., maybe you start your own. You know, maybe you do that, but the Hill is uh, the hill is not going to do it for you anymore. So uh, maybe Comey uh, is, you know, not going to be a part of it anymore. I know uh-huh. uh, earlier this week he was talking about uh, um, you know, his book, which is a, high, a higher loyalty, truth, lies, and leadership. Ugh. But uh, he's trying to, uh, you know, create a Hollywood deal. And you'd think that maybe he'd want to uh, just play himself. He loves himself so much. You think, man, you know, Kobe would just probably like to play himself. Nope. Nope. He wants somebody else to play him in the movie. Hmm. Take a guess. Think in your mind. James Comey. Who would play James Comey in a movie? Hmm. You got somebody picked out? Maybe, maybe Vince Vaughn, maybe John Cusack. Uh, he wants uh, Kyle Chandler. I'm sorry, who's now, that? Now, you know Kyle Chandler from, uh, a lot of people know him from uh, Friday Night Lights. Oh, yeah. Is he the coach? I like him. He's a coach, right? From uh, Bloodline. Oh, okay. Uh, Netflix original Bloodline. Tremendous show, by the way, if you get an opportunity to see it. It's been canceled now since Florida stopped their tax breaks but for films. But, uh... The show itself, great movie. Uh, well, it's a series. Okay, it's three seasons. Bloodline. But it, the whole thing is worthy, movie-worthy. But Chandler, I, Chandler is not, I mean, somebody playing Comey, they're going to have to, whoever plays him is going to have to walk around on blocks all day so that they pretend that they're taller. Right? I don't know how, how tall Kyle is, but he's not 6'7". I don't know if you know this. It's TV. We could fake it. Oh, okay. No problem. I hope Kyle doesn't play him. Kyle, I know you're going to break my heart by playing John Comey, are you? Please don't. Please. Please don't. All right. Amazon. We've got uh, Netflix uh, talking about uh, impresses with its new uh, Q1 subscriber growth. Uh, overall revenues reached $3.7 billion in the first quarter for Netflix. Uh, they're doing okay. They're doing all right. Uh, subscriber growth continues as Netflix pushes its dual strategy. Well, I mean, they want, of course, uh, you know, international expansion. They're creating, uh, uh, they're creating their own content and using other content. But uh, Netflix added seven point, almost 7.5 million subscribers. In the first quarter. Wow. That's, man, they are just raking in the cash. And they're spending all this time on uh, making uh, new original content. Mm -hmm. But I was seeing that uh, there was a story not long ago that talked about um, uh, 80% of Netflix viewing in the U.S., not necessarily in in the world, uh, comes from licensed content. So the licensed content that Netflix airs, 80% of the people that are coming to Netflix is watching that instead of watching original content. Um, I am in the 20%. <laughs> I want to see original content. Uh, but uh, that's kind of, that's a, that's a, 
that's a weird mix for them. And they're trying to do more since their biggest growth. We talked about not long ago, Netflix's biggest growth area is uh, in India. So they're creating more content uh, specifically for India. And so, and we see that. Uh, if you if you're a Netflix subscriber, you see you know the new content that's being created. Uh, that will get more because they're trying to reach that audience, which is huge. So and, hey, uh, hang on a second, hang on, hang on. Let's just think for a moment here. Let's just say that Amazon or Netflix they made a show about you. Who would you want to play you? Kind of way James Comey wants that. Uh, Kyle Chandler. Yeah, I want Kyle Chandler. I mean, spit it, spitting image. Of I want Kyle Chandler. Well, look, we, I look in the mirror, I see Kyle Chandler. I'm sure that when he looks in the mirror, he sees him. Do you have uh, you saw a picture, uh, electric light bulbs in your house? Look at this. Hmm? Just tell me. Hold on. There he's on the screen, Blaze TV. Yeah. Hey, there you go. Look at that. that. Tell me that's not me. Look at that. I, I look at that picture, I see me. Uh, you want me to tell you that's I not mean, you? It's uh, not you. Look at that. When you look in the mirror, you see that, no, you Kyle Chandler. You can't tell the difference. Again, I ask, is there light? You know, not not just natural light where it's kind of dark and stuff. Is there like, are your rooms you lit up the with a mirror? I mean, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm mean, sure there's a couple of little things here and there. Hey, what do you think are the biggest differences between you and Kyle Chandler? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> He's posing here for the camera. Sure, there's a couple things. Uh, like, 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 just just give us a give us a start here. Get us started here. What are a couple there might be of- a couple things you know, different, but uh, I mean overall. I huh. mean overall, he's huh. All it's right, like, it's like a twin. Like a twin. It's like a twin. Like it's like a overall, he's like a a, a doppelganger. <laughs> I mean, no, that would be Alex Jones as your doppelganger. It's the same. <laughs> the same. The same thing. And you spoke of Amazon, but they are now they finally admitted. Bezos uh, finally admitted in his, in his shareholders letter that uh, Amazon has over 100 million Prime subscribers. Wow. Ow. So between Amazon and Netflix, man, they are raking it in. Amazon charges, uh, and I didn't realize that I was paying this much, but apparently I am, uh, $99 for a Prime membership. Yeah. 99 bucks a year. Yeah. Well, worth it, though. Okay. I'm willing to pay it. I, You know, my gosh. I get the I get the original content, and that's where they're able to say that they ha- they're creating all this content mm-hmm. because uh, a lot. I'd, I'd be interested to see what the what the percentage is that are Prime subscribers and what Prime subscribers are watching their content. Mm-hmm. That those numbers have got to be significantly different. Oh, look! There's your doppelganger on the Blaze TV right now. Why don't you? Uh, there it is. There you are, Alex Jones. It's the same thing. Crying, clenched fist. Say microphone. I mean, that is good grief. That is scary. <laughs> I know. Okay. Well, he's my doppelganger. Kyle is like my twin. Okay. There you go. Okay. <clears throat> but uh, think of that, though. Uh, 99 yeah. bucks a year for Prime membership. And I really would like to know the numbers. And, and Jeff, if you're listening, call me. Maybe we can talk, so, so discuss the difference in between the, the numbers, the percentages. How, how many? Yeah, maybe we can talk about them. Yeah, you know, listen, Jeff, just call me. You know, I won't tell anybody. You don't need to worry about it, but just call me. I know you're listening. And just uh, as we talked about the discrepancy in the numbers of well, how many Prime membership uh, subscribers are actually watching the uh, original content that you're creating. Because the original content that you're creating is pretty darn good. No question. Pretty darn good. 
9.9 billion dollars just on prime memberships alone. Okay. If it's 100 million, boy. I mean, That's just not memberships. And they're right. they're not are they grouping in like yeah, they wouldn't know how many people are in your family. You know what I mean? Like they're not fudging the numbers that way. Like there's five people in my family. They're not saying, oh, that's five subscribers, right? That's no, considered no, no. one? Yeah. Okay. One, I mean, one, wow. one they, subscriber. Is it? Yeah. You're right. They are raking it in. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and look, they're providing a service that I love. What's that? Uh-huh. The ability to sit on your couch and do nothing? All yes. Okay. And the ability to say, man, you know, I think we need some of that and have it drop on my house within an hour. I love where, it. Where are the drones, man? I'm sick I of know. hearing about them. I know. Let's, they, I want to see one. They've had big problems with uh, deciding uh, how they're going to implement it with the FAA. And so uh, you're they're a still government, struggling. A government regulation, a government entity is slowing down progress. Huh. I mean, <laughs> what? Thought, what? <laughs> I mean, that never happens, <laughs> ever. <laughs> they're still moving forward, uh, you know, trying to figure out how they're going to uh, uh, keep them in, uh, in neighborhoods and charge them and be able to pick up uh, packages and deliver and how that's going to how that's going to work. But. They still have issues with the flight patterns and where they have yeah, to fly. Yeah, I wonder if you um, if you wanted to cause trouble uh, in your neighborhood. Boy, I'm turning into the Will Smith uh, song now. Um, if you want to cause trouble in your neighborhood and you want to knock those drones out of the sky with your drone, I mean, what's to stop someone right. from knocking it out of the sky? Right. And that's why, we, that's why all Amazon drones must be armed with lasers. And so they can just shoot yours out of the sky. But why do they get precedence want my, Because I want my package. And if your drone is in their area, gone. (laughs) Shot down. Sorry. Death from Amazon drone. Trying to mess with an Amazon drone. Jeff, call me. We'll work it out. Okay. Listen. I'm sorry. Other people are around. Mr. Bezos. Call me. Oh, look. Jeff Bezos just accidentally called Alex Jones, thinking it was you. He was trying to get on the line. (laughs) (laughs) They, uh... It's fascinating how I, I often thought, like they, they're talking about, if you looked at the drone, um, if you see the drone landing plans that they have and uh, where their recharging stations are up on top of the, the light poles, you know, so that they can land high and oh, charge yeah. up there oh, yeah. and be up there so you'd be able to see them. Because I often thought that um, what one of the things that they could do, and then you think about what you're talking about, damage to them. Uh, What's the post office doing with all the old postal boxes? Nothing. They're stacking them behind post offices. They're collecting dust, rusting. Pretty soon, we're just going to have to sell them to melt them down. They'll be on a they'll be on a poop train in Alabama. <laughs> pretty soon. So we should use those as battery recharges for the drones in neighborhoods. Little but they're too low on ground level. Yeah. Yeah, they're too low. Yeah, too many yeah, people yeah. would damage them. Yeah. So never mind. Okay. Scratch that. But. They are really working on, I've seen some of the designs and drawings of ideas that they've had, what they're going to do with them. I, I'm ready for it. Look, they're so close now. And when I say, I call, uh, you know, I say, oh man, we need something and Amazon drops it out of my house. I'm pretty close. Uh, while it isn't the drone, but uh, we order something, say on a Saturday night and some guy pulls up and sets it in my front door on Sunday. I'm okay with that. Thank you. Takes a picture, sends me a text. Your package is at the front door. Thank you. Mm. I mean, thank you. Mm-hmm. I love it. I really did need that toothpaste that fast, so thank you. 
Yeah, you need more than just the toothpaste that fast uh, when we're talking about uh, personal hygiene products. So when's the last time that you practiced with uh, with your gun? When's the last time you practiced with it? Yes, you got mm-hmm. a gun for personal protection. No. When's a, you know? When, no, I know when you yeah. last time you practiced. I'm, I'm you, asking. Man. I'm asking them. I'm telling you, it's so good. Train your kids with this. That's why you need the iTarget Pro. iTarget Pro revolutionizing home firearming training. And really it is. I mean, here's another idea that's one of the ideas that you think, no, why didn't I think of that? Why, why, why wasn't I the one that thought of that? Well, I'll just use the product anyway. It's just too good. iTarget uses your actual gun so you can become proficient with the firearm you are actually going to use in real life. And most likely, if you're using it for home protection, you will be using it at your home where you're going to be practicing with it. Utilizing your smartphone, their proprietary app uses a laser in place of the bullet, and it'll detect exactly where your shots are landing. Practice home defense where it matters most in your home. You can test different angles, maximize your tactical advantage, and most importantly, do it using your personal firearm. Become accustomed to the weapon you're using. Become accustomed to the weapon you're going to be carrying, handling, that's what happens with weapons. When you become accustomed to them, you're not scared of them anymore. You know how to use them. Right now, save 10% with the offer code PAT. When you purchase iTarget Pro System, 10% off with the offer code PAT. Save some money. Save some time. Take your skill to the next level safely and effectively. The letter iTargetPro.com. Offer code PAT. iTargetPro.com. Pat Gray Unleashed. Returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Radio is the phone number. Thank you so much for coming along for the ride today. Appreciate it. Jeff Fisher in for Pat. Uh, Keith is uh, still hanging around. You can tweet us at Pat Unleashed. Uh, at the Blaze Keith. He's still hanging Jeff around. MRA. Yeah. That, that kind of implies that I can leave if I wanted to. Uh, you can leave anytime you feel necessary. Oh. Not one time in your life do you ever have to say to yourself, you know, I should probably just stay there with Jeff. You don't have to think about that. Wow, that's awesome. So uh, <laughs> should I wait till the break or what, what are we doing here? <clears throat> I want to repeat myself. I'm, I'm, I'm be Nikki Haley here for a second. I'll write it down. Oh, no. And you'll flip the pages. <laughs> that, that is kind of, the way she flips those pages. Yeah, is so forceful. You know, big. that really makes an impression. Like, I know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good this stuff. is for, I want to be clear, this is for Keith Malinak. <laughs> you do not have to worry about staying in this studio. Why do you need such big font, Jeff? With Jeff, Jeff if you have to go. Wow. It's like 80 font over there. Thank you. I just want to make sure I got it all right. Good job. Thank you. <laughs> make sure I got it all right. Mm-hmm. All right, so you can't rob a bank anymore. I told you yesterday, very disappointing. Very disappointing that... Uh, you can't rob banks anymore. And he's, well, that's people robbing. I know, but you used to be able to rob, at least rob a bank and you sure. know, have a couple of bucks. Yeah. And, you know, you, of course, you're on the lamp for a little bit, but you yeah. know, some people got away with it. Yeah, some people got to get away with it. Like if you want to watch a movie, 
where they get away with it. And they really don't. You, you realize that they really don't. But it's called Hell or High Water. Tremendous movie. I love this movie. Wow, you just blew it, by the way. Thank what? you. You just blew the whole movie. Well, they get away with it, but they don't. Okay. I mean, that's the point. Hell or High Water. Hmm. Jeff Bridges. Oh, I was thinking. I'm sorry. You know what? Keep going. I was thinking it was a more recent movie. I didn't even catch that. Please continue. All right. Well, I mean, my, so, my session with, with my uh, psychiatrist isn't until later today, so I don't really have a lot going on until then. All right. So just hang on. Whatever. All right. So a federal judge sentenced a 23-year-old man to more than 10 years in federal prison for his role in a bold string of armed robberies in Anchorage over one week a couple years ago. During the spree in which he and a childhood friend held up liquor stores, gas stations, and finally, the bank. And that's what got him. Hmm. Frederick searched. See, if you're going to rob a bank, you may not want to use a search engine called Google. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but they keep track of what you you search. And even if you delete it (laughs) from your history... Believe me, it's still there. I was going to say, how does that make you feel? Google's got uh, all those searches there, I know Jeffy. they do, but you know what? If it comes out, if it were to come out and they were to say, here's a list of all your searches, and there's the the other searches that I you know, would be embarrassed about, I'll stop being, being embarrassed about it. I'll just say, yep, there they are. Yep, I searched for it. And then you can say, see, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> this wasn't an act. I am... Who you think I am, Jeff Fisher, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Good night. Appreciate you coming. So, uh, according, uh, the, the, the robber uh, Googled uh, how to rob banks. I'm sorry, the robber did what? Uh, how to rob banks. I didn't realize that you had to Google yeah, how I mean, to rob a bank. Yeah, does it say, like, welcome to howtorobabank.com? It's actually, you know, you probably have to. Um, I'm going to do that right now. Uh, you probably have to go through, if you do it right, right? I mean, you have to think about how long the alarm system mm-hmm. takes to fire, who, where it's going to go. Should I put how to rob uh, a bank How in to quotes? get the cash. Should I put this in quotes. Do you search. take the money just from the drawers? Do you make sure that you get, uh, you want to make sure you don't want any dye packs. Hmm. No dye packs from the drawer. Holy cow. Wow. You don't want the dye pack to blow up, explode on you. That, by the way, is not fun when that happens. I'm just letting you know. It's, I don't want to say that it's ever happened before, but I'm just saying it's not fun. Like we came up when I searched how to rob a bank, and it wasn't even in quotes. What's that say right there? How oh. to rob a bank, as told by an actual bank robber. Well, right. Okay, so even, but there's plenty of bank robbers that are, you know, consider themselves bank robbers in jail. So, I mean, you got to do it right. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Hey, those bills, you know, the die packs are in with the 20s. So you want uh, ones. Fi- Fives and tens, right? Which they keep, which they keep as at low amounts in their drawers, hmm. right? Which stinks. <laughs> so you'd think they'd save a little bit more, the, the right. put a few more fives in. But they also um, googled how to sell diamonds for cash. So, boy, they had a plan. They they Seems had some, like some kind of some kind of plan. Your Honor, they were just research purposes. That's right. all they were doing. It had nothing right. to do with what happened in downtown Anchorage that day. I mean, robbing a bank takes work. And and in today's world, you don't necessarily, I don't, I don't know that you can actually do it. Hmm. Uh, that's why I was saying bank robbing is dead, right? Those days are gone. You don't get to be, you don't get to be uh, the bank robber and get away with it. There's too much security. Uh, you know, 
the die packs are in the 20s. You're taking fives and ones. Yeah, so you're not getting any cash. Yeah. They say you're that not, the average haul is between five and 7,000. And this guy strapped a hammer to his leg under his pants just below my knee in case I need to break out of a locked door or something, but I never used a gun or anything like <laughs> ah, that. But you're still, that's still, you know, it's still grand theft. It's still, they've probably got about a thousand different federal things that they can tag onto your arrest, like, uh, uh, inducing harm on another human being, possibly possibly blowing your nose in front of another human being is illegal now. Anything. You know, they have a list of anything that they can tack on to make your sentence longer, even if you didn't have a an, a weapon, a gun. So it doesn't matter. You still had a weapon. You had a weapon on you with that mm-hmm. hammer. Yeah. That's still, that's still bad. But if you didn't brandish it, right? Eh, you yeah. still had it on you, though. By the way, if you do want 50s and 100s, just go for one teller. Don't ask for a... A big wad of fifties uh, or hundreds. Right. To this bank you want to take it from the drawers. You don't want the safe. This you want to draw attention, you know, to what you're doing over there with the teller. So okay. So again, now you got to think about it. So if you want more, now you've got to figure out alarm times. Where's the alarm button? So you got to do a little research on the bank before you go in. Can't just be it's not Bonnie and Clyde days where you're just driving across country and hey, there's a bank in uh, yeah. in Alabama with poop trains. Yep. Apparently, I'm going to stop here and rob this place. Yeah, apparently you want to park, uh, use a bank that has a parking lot with other businesses so you can park your vehicle in front of one of the other businesses oh, and the bank can't see you coming. Good idea. And as we learned yesterday, <laughs> use an automobile, not a skateboard. Uh, <laughs> unless We learned on the Twitter, somebody said, unless the bank's on top of a hill. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to the broadcast on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you so much for coming along for the ride today. I appreciate it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number if you'd like to participate via the phone. Uh, you can uh, participate uh, social media by tweeting us at Pat Unleashed, at Jeffy MRA, at the Blaze Keith. Uh, and you can hashtag it, put that in your pipe, or uh, hashtag find Pete, or find Pat. Because uh, we're yeah, still, you and know, if Pete's missing if, as well. Well, look, I don't care about Pete. Mm-hmm. Let's be what? honest. Oh, come on. No, now. I do not care about really? Pete. Really? If mm-hmm. Pete is missing, that's up to you. I, I, I don't care. All right. I mean, I guess you could hashtag it. You could hashtag it, find Pete, fine. But I'm not retweeting it. Okay, <laughs> I'm not lost, retweeting Pete. it. I'm not looking at it. Oh, you know what? I'm tweeting it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not going to do it. Okay, it's not going to happen. <laughs> um. <sighs> This is a fascinating story, and I, I find it uh, more and more fascinating every time I start. you start delving into it. Oh, yeah. And you start thinking, wait, really? And so I wanted to talk to uh, Craig Roberts, who is uh, the author of The Medusa File, and I'm looking at The Medusa File 2, and uh, it's all about uh, Oklahoma City and the Oklahoma City bombing. And uh, I appreciate Craig coming on, and he's uh, he's uh, looking at it from a different side, a different a different way than most. And so, you know, maybe we do a quick. Uh, you know, it's day one. It's nine oh two a.m. 
It's already happened. If you if you were living back, because it's April nineteenth, it's today. So nine oh two a.m. in Oklahoma City. And uh, Craig, thanks for joining us. To start. We'll start from the very beginning and give us a quick outlook on what's ma- what made you start. Uh, you know, get involved and then looking at it from a different way. Well, Pat, uh, originally I wasn't involved on day one or anything like that because I'm not. I wasn't on the Oklahoma City Police Department. I was on the Tulsa Police Department. Which is strange how you ended up investigating it in, in, in and of itself, right? Right, because Oklahoma City is 100 miles away. Yeah. I was in the air support unit flying helicopters for the police department, and I was an investigative journalist on the side because I was getting close to retirement. And, I wanted, and I'd written a few books and a lot of magazine articles, and that was going to be my retirement job and so on. And so I, came to, uh, I was on my way to work on that Wednesday morning, uh, and I stopped to get a, a haircut. And all of a sudden on the television, I see this thing about Oklahoma City, and here's all this black smoke smoke curling up from downtown Oklahoma City, and I'm thinking, hmm. And they said it was a gas, uh, natural gas explosion. Well, by the time I get to work and turn the TV on, it's changed to a, uh, a, a, a truck bomb, and it was a terrorist act, and it was a station wagon full of ammonium nitrate. And then that, uh, the experts that showed up later said, no, that wouldn't be big enough. So they said, okay, it was a, it was a pickup truck full. And they said, no, that's not big enough. And they said, okay, it's a moving van full. Now, we had a lot of information going on here on our uh, TV and radio news that did not get outside the state of Oklahoma. So there's a lot of people don't know a lot of these little tiny details that lead up to the, to the rest of the case. Right. So I get to work, and, and um, I watch this thing, and they called, the dispatcher called me up and wanted to know if I could fly our bomb robot down to Oklahoma City uh, for them to use to search the building. And I told them basically the bomb ro- robot was too big to fit in the helicopter we had to call the uh, Army uh, National Guard Blackhawk outfit uh, uh, across, the, across town and use their Blackhawks. Well, by then, the Oklahoma City called back and said, no, we don't need it after all. Now, I thought, well, that's all the participation I've got in this thing. And that was on Wednesday. Well, on Friday afternoon, about 5 o'clock, I came back from a patrol flight. I, was, I just put the helicopter in the hangar, and my pager went off. You remember pagers, those little things? <laughs> <laughs> Sadly, Craig, I do. Well, back then, uh, in 95, I think a cell phone was in a bag around your shoulder. But yeah, anyway. you aren't getting a little bigger than that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so I, I didn't recognize the number offhand. Uh, so I went to the office, and I called it, and it was the FBI the office in Tulsa. And it was the uh, it was the assistant special agent in charge, uh, a guy named Pete Rickle. And he said, uh, hey, we, you know, you, you, I want to tell you, tell you something about the Oklahoma City bombing. Uh, we don't know what to do. Uh, you know, I mean, we're really caught. We don't really know what's going on yet, and we need some help on it. Can you help us with the investigation? And the reason he called me was I'd written a book about the Kennedy assassination called Kill Zone, and he had read that, and, and he saw that I'd done uh-huh. a lot of investigative work. And then he, then he uh, also knew that I knew a whole lot of people that they didn't know in Oklahoma as far as the right wing and the gun owners and the militias and all of that stuff. Right. And uh, that I could talk to people that they couldn't talk to. Yeah, they'll, the, in, in the fringe groups, absolutely. Yeah, and, and so, you know, you show up in a suit, and you, you say, I'm with the federal government, these people shut up. So <laughs> t- they would talk to me. And so I said, anything you can find out about Timothy McVeigh, because by then they had him, of course, and uh, where he's been in Oklahoma, uh, who he knows, uh, anything you can find out about him. And I said, well, you know, what about anything else I can find out? And he said, well, anything you can find out to help us would be fine. That was very important. Yeah, no kidding. Because that kind of took me off the leash. Yeah, opened the door. Yeah, I said, but but the problem with this was, I had that on the April fifth 
of, of April of 95. I was in Washington, D.C. in uniform testifying before Congress against uh, uh, Schumer and all that bunch uh, in the sub subcommittee on crime in, in the House, along with uh, six other police officers from around the country, against the magazine ban, against the assault weapons ban and all that. Well, that didn't sit Bless well. Bless you, my child. Yeah. Didn't sit well with my chief or the ATF at the time. And um, so I got back and I got hammered uh, for going there and, and and, and testifying in uniform, and I, I said, look, there's no regulation against it. We don't have any, any policy and procedure against that. And you've had people go and testify in uniform against guns. Uh, that's right. And I said, you know, what's good, good for the goose is good for the gander. Now, I'm in my last year. I know exactly the day I'm going to have to retire, uh, and it, it would put me over 30 years. And so, you know, I was a loose cannon anyway. And, of course, anybody in our department would tell you that uh, I was, I've always been a loose cannon. But anyway, <laughs> I... Uh, I, start, I said, here's what you're going to have to do, Pete. You're going to have to call the chief's office, and you're going to have to have him uh, give me permission to do it. Now, that's the, farthest, uh, the, uh, the smartest thing I ever did in my life, Pat, because if I hadn't done that, who knows what trouble I would have got in later on when I started turning over a lot of rocks. And so the chief wasn't happy about the Washington, D.C. event, and his second in command, uh, his, uh, his administrative sergeant, I just call him the weasel, uh, he's the one that uh, uh, had given me a lot of grief in the past, and he was kind of a slide ball. Well, I made him. I had. I told him have the chief, have that guy, that sergeant, call me, and assign me to the case. So well, we can get it taken care of. Yeah. Now it's yeah. after five o'clock in the evening, but evidently he was still there because I got a call not not four minutes later, and it was him. And he says, "Well, you're assigned to work with the FBI, but the chief said." You'll do it on your own time. Uh, you'll still do all your missions the way you're supposed to, and do, you know, don't don't do it unless you're, uh, uh, you know, have anything else to do. <laughs> well, we're talking I'll, with. There you go. We're going to do it. We're talking with Craig Roberts, uh, written a book uh, called uh, "The Medusa Files 2, uh, the politics of terror and the Oklahoma City bombing. So now you're on the case. Uh, let's start with the early reports that there was another man with Tim- Timothy McVeigh, and uh, what was reported and why that was removed from the official story. What uh, what what was that all about? Well, you know, in chronological order. Uh, some amazing things happened. I, it just had to be God to just grant me some blessings because uh, I was the only one uh, on the, on, as far as I know, the entire police department that had, had a computer connected to the internet that was my own personal computer on my desk. No one in their support had a computer. I was uh, in fact the old dial-up modem to a fax line is what I was using. Yeah, I love those. Get up, you wind it up and crank the crank. <laughs> all in Barranca. Well, anyway. Uh, I put out, I said, if, if there's anybody out there uh, that knows anything or can help in any way about the Oklahoma City bombing, I am a police officer, but I am not a federal officer. I'm not with the FBI or the ATF or any other federal agency. So if you can help, if you can give me any information at all, here's my office phone number and here's my email. And so uh, a few days went by. And, of course, now let's back up. Uh, the most important time in any case, especially if the feds are going to get involved, is hour one of day one, because after that, things change. And so what happened uh, on day one was really stood out from everything else besides the bombing, besides the victims, besides the rescue efforts. They pulled everybody back away from the building, and they rushed in with two box-type ambulance-type uh, trucks and 50 agents with black jackets with nothing on the back, and they started pulling out files and file cabinets and boxes. Now, they left the victims upstairs, all, you know, trapped. And and there were some firemen still up there who wouldn't come down. This is why I know this. I I interviewed one of them. 
and he said, I saw him carrying stretchers out that had file boxes on it. I don't know what they were, and they, and they, they even came out with uh, explosives and a missile. Well, I don't know how he could tell that from the sixth floor. Right. Told me. Okay, so I, I take that piece of puzzle, I stick it on the wall, and, you know, uh, I, in the military, my last assignment was working in intelligence. And, you know, when you work in intel, what you do is you get all the pieces of puzzle, you put them on the wall, and you see what kind of mosaic it fits and see if, it, you know, it builds up to, to give you a picture. You don't get all of it, but you get something you might be yeah. able to. So anyway, I'm, I'm doing this. I get a phone call, and it, it's, it's, this is about uh, oh, seven, eight days after, after day one. I get a phone call, and it's a guy says, I'm a federal agent. I don't work for the ATF. I don't work for the FBI. And I'm in Little Rock. When the Clintons went to Washington, the investigation we were doing on them, on MENA and Whitewater and the, some stuff in the Rose Law Firm, he says, we took all that stuff out of, out of Arkansas. We hid it in the Murrah building. Uh, uh, okay, now I know about Arkansas. I know about all the drug smuggling. I know about Mina. In fact, I was supposed to fly down there and pick up a homicide detective and bring him back who's on vacation to testify in court. When they found out it was a police helicopter, they canceled it. They wouldn't let me fly in. I, I was really interested in flying into that place. Didn't get to do it. <laughs> so anyway, now I've got, I've got this piece of information. I'm going, wait a minute. Day one, they pulled out all these file boxes and files while victims were still stuck in the building. Right. Why was that? that was, yeah, that was most important, wasn't it? Yeah. Now, now think about what officers were in the building. You had a little tiny ATF officer that didn't mount anything. You had Social Security. You had HUD. You had a daycare center. Uh, you had a, a, a Marine Corps recruiting office and, you know, and, and some storage offices. And there wasn't, the FBI wasn't even in that office. So when it comes to this thing about, oh, McVeigh picked that building because he, it was, it was, he was doing it for Waco. Well, there wasn't anybody there that had anything to do with Waco. If that was true, which was a really, really weak excuse. Right. It was a stretch. No question. Yeah, it's stupid. Because why didn't he go to the federal building in Waco? Why didn't he go to the one in <laughs> Orleans where the ATF uh, originated the plan to hit Waco? Now, he didn't do that. So why there? Okay. So I'm starting to put all this stuff together. And one of the things that we had was how many people and who got out of the rider truck. Yeah. And all of the all of the first reports that we got in the police department was there were two. One was kind of a dark complected guy, and the other one was McVeigh. And the sequence of events, and I'm, I'm going to kind of yeah. When, when, when you when you say that, and then I remember, uh, you know, as it was unfolding on the air, you know, on the radio, a hundred years ago in Tampa, Florida, actually when this was breaking, and I remember that uh, I remember the original reports. Even saying that, I thought that they were looking for two different men. Absolutely, that John Doe one, John Doe two, and it turns out that that uh, I'm going to jump in the future and tell you because we don't, you know, I could go on for a week on this stuff, so we need to kind of. Yeah, we'll wrap it. I'll tell you what. Hold on, we're talking to we're talking to Craig Roberts. I'll let you go. Let we'll we'll don't stay where you're at. We're going to take a little break. We'll come back and we'll 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 get we'll delve deeper into it because it's fascinating. So we're talking to Craig Roberts, who's uh, written the book "Produce the Files 2, the Politics and Terror of the Oklahoma City Bombing, and uh, we'll we'll get back into it in just a moment. You remember, you and I both remember when schools were built to teach reading, writing, and arithmetic, not the social justice indoctrination. That's why Freedom Project Academy's classical approach is the perfect fit for families fed up with the never-ending agenda being pushed in the classrooms across the nation right now. FPA is a fully accredited Judeo-Christian online school for kindergarten through high school. Uh, We're talking about an incredible interactive education where students attend live classes every day with teachers and follow classmates from across the country. FPA doesn't accept 
a penny. Here's the here, here's the nice thing. They don't accept a penny from government funding, which means uh, they can do the schooling the way they want to. Yeah, it allows them to actually stay committed to teaching students how to think, not what to think. Families can enroll students full-time or start with a single class. It's entirely up to you. Go to freedomforschool.com. Request your free information packet from Freedom Project Academy. Enrollment ends uh, coming up in July. They're filling up fast. Get on it. It's freedomforschool.com. Freedomforschool.com. Don't forget to tell them, uh, you know, don't tell them I sent you. Tell them Pat sent you. They'll let you in the door a little bit easier if, if Pat sent you instead of me. So freedomforschool.com. Tell them Pat sent you. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to the broadcast. Uh, 888-900-3393 is the phone number, and you can tweet us uh, at JeffyMRA, at Pat Unleashed, and at the Blaze Keith with uh, hashtag, uh, put that in your pipe, or hashtag find Pat. Uh, former police officer who was assigned to investigate the Oklahoma City bombing, which happened, look at this, 23 years ago today. He's got a new book, The Medusa File 2, The Politics of Terror and the Oklahoma City Bombing. And, uh, you know, the book challenges the official government story, which is uh, fascinating because uh, everyone goes, uh, over the years we've uh, seen the story change, but the main uh, the main story has remained the same. We've got the storyline and we've stuck to it. Craig uh, kind of disagrees with that. And he's joining us on the broadcast now. So, Craig, we're, we've stopped with uh, the reports of... Uh, Two men at the very beginning, uh, Timothy McVeigh, and uh, who we or we're assuming is the first man, and then another man that just goes away. Right? I mean, is he? Is, was that supposed to be the Middle Eastern connection, or or what? Well, you know, in the following weeks and months, uh, we were able to piece together a lot of stuff, and one of them uh, was actually what happened that morning, as far as McVeigh and the Ryder truck was concerned. And so I'm going to give you step-by-step what we found out actually happened. McVeigh comes into town with a rider truck. It's got ammonium nitrate in the back, supposedly. We don't know what actually was in the back because there wasn't much of a trace of ammonium nitrate at the scene that morning, even though people don't, it wasn't reported outside of uh, the state. So we know what, what explosives there were, but there were explosives because it made a small crater, and sure. I, I mean a small crater. Uh, and um, uh, he had come into town and he had, with, with, with somebody in the passenger seat who was a dark-complected male who had a tattoo that, of, of what looked like an S-shaped uh, shaped, uh, serpent on, the, on, the sho- on his shoulder, and he had uh, a, a, a Dallas uh, 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 Cowboys ball cap on. Pulls into uh, Johnny's Tire Store in Oklahoma City and asks uh, for directions to the Murrah Building, which is really unusual because McVeigh had been to the Murrah Building two or three times before that. He knew where it was, but I think he was wanting to be seen with this other guy. Well, the other guy never got out of the cab. And a guy, uh, one of the employees named Mike Morose, 
you know, d- later described him, and that's where the sketch came from of uh, John. Do- one of the one of the sketches right. of John Doe too. There were more than one sketch, and then obviously two or three of them are different characters. And so then from, they left from there. They pulled up in front of the post office, which is a block west of the Murrah building, and, and stopped uh, next to the curb. McVeigh went into a little uh, the, into the uh, Regency apartments there to a little gift shop thing, and he got some cigarettes, and he got a Pepsi, and he goes back out. Meanwhile, uh, and, uh, one of the people inside the Regency Towers looks across the street and sees the Ryder truck parked there. It's a, it's a block west of the Murrah building. He sees McVeigh talking to what appears to be a Middle Eastern character behind and then back of the truck on the sidewalk. Right. Then they get in the truck, and then they drive down the street. Well, while this is happening, there's something else happening at the Murrah building. There's two Middle Eastern males, and I, t- I interviewed uh, two people that went into the building, walked right by them, and uh, they were wearing blue jogging suits, and they were acting very nervous. There was a, there was a UPS truck parked there. They, when the UPS truck pulled, and that's why McVeigh had to stop a, mar- a block short. He didn't have a place to park the truck. So when the UPS truck left, huh. these two guys held the parking place, and he came down, parked. They ran uh, uh, east, jumped into a brown GMC pickup truck with a smoke b- uh, bug shield on the front, and took off. McVeigh and John Doe, too, who were seen, get out. They go, they go over to where the Mercury is parked uh, a block away. Right. They are across the street. They get in it, and they drive out through the alley behind the Journal Records building, which is just north, just across the street north of the Murrah building. And they almost run over a guy that, that was on a smoke break out in the alley. And he looked in there, and he saw two people, and one of them was the dark-complected right. guy. He was driving. It was the yellow Mercury, and he left, and the, and the license tag was hanging by one bolt. And he described that the license tag is maybe something from New Mexico. He wasn't sure what it was. As it turned out later, the license tag, which we did recover, uh, where where he was uh, not far from where he was stopped, was stolen from Fort Smith, Arkansas. And this all ties in together later on in the story because Fort Smith is not very far from Elohim City, and Elohim City is a key point in, in, in the book later on. So we back up. He goes. They do that. Well, while this is happening. There's another Yellow Rider truck, and it's driving around Brick Bricktown, which is kind of a, a warehouse district turned commercial and touristy and all the artsy, uh, just southeast of the uh, downtown area of Oklahoma City. And they make sure they're seen, these two guys in this truck. And I'm pretty sure one of them, the driver was probably a guy named Dennis Mahon. I explain him in the book, and I've known him for years. He's a Tulsa character. Grand Dragon, the okay. KKK, all that kind of stuff. The other one was probably a German guy named Andreas Strassmeyer. And he he figures in the, in the book later on, too, or in the story, in the case. Okay, now we go back to the scene. We've got we've got this, these two Middle Eastern males who, in the blue jogging suits, we got the Middle Eastern male who gets out of the truck. Well, we, Janet Davis, who is a report, television reporter for K4, Channel 4 in Oklahoma City, got into the investigation uh, right up front and started really looking at a lot of this stuff and did a bang-up job. She's, I ended up working with her later on the case when I finally got tired of the FBI's lying and, and, and throwing away my reports and putting them in a black hole or I don't know where they go. And and I mean, uh, it was it, that was a that was a real soap opera trying to deal with the FBI and then have them say, oh, we really appreciate what you're doing. Then not then lie to me about stuff, you know. Well, because of that, um, you know, and, and it's, I'm already ready to just sit down and start delving into the Medusa file too as we speak. Um, you asked the book, uh, you know, we need to know. 
you know, about a, a, a Philippine connection. We need to know about uh, the prisoner in jail, Kenneth Michael Trenadu. Uh, we need to know about uh, McVeigh. We need to learn know about people wanting to uh, appeal his death penalty conviction i mean you go into a great detail what is your belief without spoiling the book what is your belief now with all the challenges that the government uh, story has to it where, where where are we at with it well the government story is 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 so shallow and so wrong and and you know oh we get the biggest investigation in the history of the fbi right. 9-11. Well, they did, you know, they did the same thing in the Kennedy assassination. They sent agents here and not yonder to interview Aunt Matilda. I'd actually like to talk to you about your other book, too, so don't get me started. Don't mention Kennedy again, or we're going to be here for the rest of the afternoon. We'll do that another time. We'll do that another time. Anyway, uh, and what they do is they, 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 they do these 302s, which are FBI reports. They do these 302s, and they stack up a whole bunch of paper. Well, the real important ones get buried in that 36,000 documents or 10 million, however many documents. Right. And so it's hard to find anything that's, that's, that's relevant because you're reading all this stuff that is totally irrelevant. And that, that's how they do that. It's, it's, it's a smokescreen. So anyway, the uh, uh, the Philippine, uh, the uh, the Middle Eastern connection. Jana Davis gets off on that, and she finds there's a cell of Hamas in in working in Oklahoma City, and she gets these guys identified, and gets surveillance photos of them, and actually gets the name of who she's pretty sure is, and I am too, of who John Doe too is, and that's a guy named Al Hussein Hussein. Now, he was a lieutenant in the Republican Guard who was captured uh, near, near Basra when we invaded uh, uh, Kuwait back during Desert Storm. And we brought over, and a lot of people don't know this, we brought over 3,500 Iraqi POWs to this country at the end of Desert Storm because they said, we don't want to go back to Saddam Hussein or he'll shoot us all, he'll kill us all, whatever. Well, a lot of them were terrorists. And they're settled in five- and ten-man cells all over the country in HUD homes. Craig Roberts, uh, the book is called The Medusa Files 2, The Politics of Terror and the Oklahoma City Bombing. Fascinating stuff, Craig. Thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it, and especially uh, joining us on the the anniversary uh, of of uh, the Oklahoma City bombing 23 years ago. It doesn't seem that long ago. I'm sure it probably feels even longer uh, to you other than me. Uh, but we did tweet out a link uh, to the book, and we'll tweet out a link to the, uh, uh, the interview and the book again later today. Thank you, Craig. I really appreciate your time. Okay, it's on Amazon.com. The Medusa File 2, Politics of Terror and the Oklahoma City Bombing. Is there anything left to trust? Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Returns. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. You know, the Medusa File 2 with Greg Roberts. is uh, You know, I, it, it happened 23 years ago, but so much, so much has happened. And it's so fascinating and it's such a long entailed story. I know yeah. it's tough to handle, you know, tough to get to everything in 30 minutes. You got to try to speed up and try to. Try to catch what's what's what happened and and hope that everybody understood the story. I would love to spend you know three or four hours and just 
mm-hmm. just delve into that and take some calls and have some people remember other things and just delve into that. It'd be fascinating. And um, yeah, look at that through the prism now. Look at Oklahoma City through the prism of Las Vegas now. Well, it's funny that you say that. Keith. Oh, okay. It's funny that you say that because look at what I have on my screen. Two hundred days since Las Vegas massacre. Oh. 250,000 images collected, 22,000 hours of video collected, 1,500 local leads, 500 global leads, 500 subpoenas, 400 specialists brought in, 40 terabytes of data collected, 12 federal search warrants, two weeks collecting evidence on scene. Zero answers. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's funny that you brought, but I mean, it's, it's right where you lead. I mean, that's where we're headed, right? And then he mentioned his Kennedy, but I'd love to talk to him about that. I'm, you know, fascinated with, with that conspiracy. And, and it is, most of it is, is conspiracies and hoaxes. How about this? All, they, they get so intertwined and so. Ugh. How about we start calling them stories with unanswered questions <laughs> it kind of lessens the blow of the initial conspiracy theory phrase you know today stories with unanswered questions part two <laughs> we're dealing with the medusa file two um it it just it's just fascinating and i would love to spend some time with with him and talk a little bit more about that it doesn't it's it's so uh so striking some of the things and you think that couldn't happen it couldn't be like that uh yeah uh, yeah it is and uh sorry to uh, break your bubble but uh yes it is sorry and uh if you're going to tweet us at pat unleashed at jeffy mra at the blaze keith you can uh, hashtag uh, put that in your pipe and uh, i see people are already uh, hashtagging find pat uh, <laughs> has anyone ever seen at jeffy mra and kyle chandler in the same place at the same time Think about it. Uh, okay. Oh, right. I think you're well aware okay. that nice, uh, nice try there, just too muck and fudge. Uh, I think that's, that's because clear. Kyle Chandler is smart, unlike people like me who show up where Jeffy is. And uh, my first question said, Did Jeffy just say he wants to be played by Carol Channing? <laughs> uh, I mean, look, <laughs> if you're going to make fun of someone who's passed away, fine. But, uh, you know, I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'm above something like that. Yeah, but I mean, usually, the resemblance between you usually. and death are pretty similar. I love Carol Channing, too, by the way. Mm-hmm. Carol and I. Carol and I were buds uh, back in the day. Were you now? Like, oh, yeah. which day oh, are we talking back, about? Back in the day, Keith? Like, Carol I need to know I, the day. Oh, man. For the life of me, if I could remember the one song that she's known for, I'd start singing it right now, but I can't remember the stupid song. Oh, uh, she's still alive, by the way. What? No way is Carol Channing still alive. <laughs> No way. How old? 97. Oh, come on. That's wrong. The internet lies. What? The internet lies. Do your own research. I won't Do your own research. I want to see pictures of Carol Channing's grave. Okay, but what is No, is she still alive, really? Carol, Uh, I'm so sorry. January 31st, 1921. I'm so sorry, Carol. I apologize. I really do. There's no hyphen and then follow But the good news is is that now I can make fun of you because before I wasn't going to because you were passed away. Now I can because you're still alive. Mm -hmm. What's the song? For the life of me, I can't remember the stupid song. Hello, Dolly. Yes, thank Mm -hmm. you. All I can think of is there's no business like show business, and I I knew that wasn't Carol Channing. Yeah, hello, Dolly. Um, (laughs) I hope you're fine. 
Carol, I hope everything's fine. I hope your life is good. I hope you're, you know, how many times she's been married? Like five or six or seven or eight? Mm-hmm. Two kids? Oh, boy. One, yeah, Carol's two, went through them. three, four. She's, so yeah. four marriages and only one child there. Hmm. Yeah, one kid. That was probably with the first guy. and That was like enough of that. That's what happens when you have children. If you're smart, you realize why. Why do you move on? Others have multiple children. So what do you fall into, Keith? What do you mean? Uh, multiple, I know. Hmm? I already hmm. know the answer to that. Now, the, this this news story is fascinating to me because I, I see the headline, but I haven't seen other stories uh, about this. And it doesn't mean they're not out there, but I have not seen them. And uh, it's, I bet that this is happening all over America. And if you're, I don't know what's going to come of it, but this story is from uh, Tampa Bay. And it's about the Tampa Bay Times, the newspaper, the local newspaper. And uh, Paul Tash, the newspaper's chairman and CEO, warned of potential job cuts in mid-March, writing that the new tariffs could add more than $3 million to the Times newsprint bill. Now, uh, they're confirming the layoffs. Yes, we've got the layoffs. Direct and, and said... The Times spokeswoman, Sherry Day, confirmed the layoffs and said in the email, these are a direct response to the tariffs. So uh, I'm sure this is happening all over America. To every, I mean, newspapers are pretty much cut to the bone now as it is. Absolutely. I mean, good luck finding somebody that actually reads a newspaper. I, I, I Honestly, I mean, I can remember... When uh, at one time, and I, you know, at one time I remember getting, you know, the Tampa Bay. Well, speaking of Tampa Bay, I was working in Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Tam- Tampa, Florida, had its own newspaper. Saint Petersburg had its own newspaper, mm-hmm. and USA Today, and the Wall Street Journal. So I remember outside the radio station every morning, stack of Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay Times, stack of St. Pete Times, stack of USA Today's, stack of Wall Street Journals for every morning show. New York Times, yeah. I mean, oh, amazing. And and now, you, goodbye. You, I, I would venture to say there may be, uh, since there's a couple of old school you know, radio people still working in morning show radio, they may actually see a newspaper see it yeah i don't know that they actually you know they don't bend over to pick it up and they might and they might bend over to pick it up just because they're fascinated if you're in a local community if you're doing a show for a local community Mm -hmm. you may read those because you want to delve you want to see but it's all online yeah and and it's more updated you know that 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 went to print that newspaper went to print like 10 o'clock the night before 800 people have died since that newspaper (laughs) was printed um my grandmother lives in suburban Atlanta, and she gets the suburban Atlanta newspaper, which used to be a decent-sized thing. Um, and I would like to point out, she still subscribes to it, and um, she's uh, she's old, she's younger than Carol Channing, but she's still <laughs> but she's still alive, she's still like Carol Channing, in her nineties. I can't believe right? people think Carol Channing is dead. Is... But but a weekday, uh, you know, section A or whatever is literally. Four pages, if that, yeah, four I mean, pages, and, 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 and half and of them are ads or are. or meetings and public notices. I mean, it's yeah. sad, and it's the same guy writing every story. Ten percent off at Joanne's Fabrics. <laughs> sad. Yeah, I mean that's real sad. But I don't know what to do. I don't know how you change that. You can't. When a lot of these newspapers, I mean, it's fascinating to go to websites, to newspaper websites, 
and they try to charge you. Or they say you can have a few free, and then they want to charge most them, you. Most of them do that. Do the, uh, you're on your third yeah. of four articles of the yeah. month. And so what you do is you 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 read five of the articles um, off of the cell tower. You read five of them off of one Wi-Fi. You read, if you really want them. I mean, there's a way around everything. And it's just been fun oh to watch this one. It's been this one gosh. newspaper that that Are I frequent. Talking that about now has just given up. It's just like, all right, whatever. We've been trying to charge you for years. It's free again, okay? It's so fun. Are you saying that you are stealing content from these providers without purchasing the I don't product? know. Does that sound like theft to you, Jeffy? Yes, it does. <laughs> okay. Yes, it does. You're I mean, welcome. I thought you were going to say, I wasn't talking about using different IP addresses or why, but that was more, you know, if you just... You know, take yeah. the headline and put it in the search engine. Some other newspaper has picked up the right, picked right. up the story. Yes, <laughs> but but unlike you, I'm just switching from Wi-Fi to the cell tower. I'm not routing my internet path <laughs> through 14 countries for whatever it is you're doing well, on the other end. Those newspapers get confused, and that's when they kick you out when you do that too. When you got all that, they're like, "Oh, where did that come from? We don't know. You. Oh, no, you can't read it." They get really upset about oh, that. It's very, very frustrating. <laughs> all right, so. I've got all kinds of stuff to get to today. Mm. And, uh, if Pat comes back tomorrow, this stuff is just going to be left collecting the dust. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely not going to read the stuff that you pulled. We are talking about, yeah, no way. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, five best places to live in America, according to... Uh, Charleston, uh, South Carolina. What? I think the list has been done. USnews.com, US News and World Report, five best places to live in America. Best places to live in America. What do we got? Number five, Fayetteville, Arkansas. Number four... Des Moines, Iowa. Number three, Denver, Colorado. And, of course, there's the entire list on the screen. There's no <laughs> Number two, Colorado Springs, Colorado. Huh. Number one, Austin, Texas. Oh, wow. Austin, Texas is the number one place to live in America. That's where my son lives. I mean, they love it down there, man. It's Austin. It's, it's a good place. If you'd like to you know, invest in an Orange Theory Fitness gym, uh, contact uh, my son in Austin, Texas. Oh, wow. Yeah. It would be, you know, like, you'd like to have... Would you like to be an investor? Uh, what's Orange uh, Theory? I hear it's like very physical and very I physical, handle it more very than physical. Five and, and, and there's not a chance. I mean, I, I'm not going. I don't like walking by them. Let alone, let alone. Like, like you're just afraid some of the fitness would oh, actually bad. like rub it off of you be, just by walking in proximity. Yeah, it'd be bad. Yeah, I don't know this because you know. I mean, my son obviously is a fitness freak. I don't even know where he gets it from. He's had it all his life. It's agonizing. Barely want to talk to him. Hmm. And uh, I bet the feeling is mutual. <clears throat> oh, there's no question about it. Yeah. <laughs> there's no question. I raised him to make a fortune playing in the NFL, and then huh. he wussed out because he got hurt. So now I'm stuck working. <sighs> really ridiculous. Ticks me off. <laughs> and uh, but it, it's very hard. You know, it's a it's a very uh, good workout, a very strong workout, very hard, and a lot of people love it. I, on the other hand, do not. But. A lot what? Of people do. I know. Wait, I know you don't surprise. hold on a second. Stop the presses at the you know small hometown newspaper that gets nobody to buy it. Um, you're saying you don't like the exercise or the fitness or anything at I all. Don't. I used to. I used huh. to kind of. Seriously, no. Have you ever exercised? I used like as, have you worked out? I mean, like I'm saying. I used to you, kind of. Yeah, but I used to kind of. When you know, in, you know, used to kind of. No, plowing the field with the mules back in the 1800s. Tell me that's count. not well, that's not a workout. Let's uh, see you do it, pal. I'm just saying. I'd like to see the, the Orange Theory fitness people plow the field with that too. That's work. Mm -hmm. 
So how was it back before electricity? It's not carrying a... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run on a treadmill for eight hours. Okay, that's great. Thanks. No, we're you're walking behind a giant animal that's doing things, plowing a dirt field. That's work. Okay, creating stuff that ends up on a train bound for Alabama. Absolutely. That's okay. exactly what you're doing. That's exactly what you're doing. All right, so those are the best places to live. Uh-huh. Now, before you put up the list for the best places to retire, hold on. All right, best places to retire. Number five, El Paso, Texas. Don't put that list up. If you're watching on Blaze TV, you're not going to get it until I get to number one. Number four, surprising, Grand Rapids, Michigan, to retire. Hmm. Number three, to retire in San Antonio, Texas. Hmm. This list is according to uh, U.S. News. Uh, Number two, best places to retire, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And wait, the number wait, 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 one. Wait, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Wait. That's where the uh, Amish are. See? Okay, whatever. That's sweet out there, man. Okay. Seriously. You can, you're back to hand plowing fields out there, man. Getting your workout without That's having to go stuff. down to Orange Theory. Right. <laughs> and the number one city to retire, Sarasota, Florida. Sarasota's nice. Sarasota's actually beautiful. How is trust in South Carolina not on any of these lists? It's the greatest city in America. I know you, you're, you've said that, and I know a couple other people that have talked a little bit about Charleston. Um, I've never spent a lot, any time there, so I can't. I'll take you some time. I would love to. And I will leave you behind. Why would you, why would you take me and then leave me behind? I, it wouldn't I don't be want any. to be with you. I just want to take you somewhere and then turn around and come back. It doesn't have to be Charleston. Wherever you want, you pick a place, man. <clears throat> Even Lancaster, Pennsylvania? Whatever. Pick a place. My wife would be big on that. Let's go to Lancaster, Pennsylvania. The house would be packed tomorrow. Hmm. Would you take her? I'll take both of you, but no, I mean, no, she I can come back home if she wants, but I'm, I'm leaving you. About, just her. Just her. I'm just asking. <laughs> uh, don't know that would be an appropriate trip. Uh, I'm just going to take you, and I'm going to drop you off. Oh, but taking me with... No, never mind. We like Amber. We actually want her to live here. <laughs> we don't want you here, you see. It's kind of the difference. Wait. <clears throat> I understand, I think, now. I think I finally got it. I mean, it only took five minutes, but congrats. I think I finally got it. Okay. <laughs> Listen up. It's no secret that our veterans are virtually forgotten by the government. <sighs> you know, the very government they serve to protect but that's where we come in as Americans. Now, there are tens of thousands of veterans organizations, and none of them help to pay for funeral costs for our veterans. It's absolutely unbelievable. The average funeral runs about $7,000. Now, I would have been happy to have seen a bill at $7,000 for my mother's funeral. Not really, but it would have been cheaper. Uh, they cost a lot more than that. The VA will pay you you know around 300 bucks which is nice. They don't they don't necessarily guarantee 300, it could be 20, it could be 50, but you know they're going to 300 is the most. We cap out at 300. Shameful. Disgusting. Well then along came Troy who uh lost his fellow veteran buddy to suicide and who you met here uh on this broadcast a few weeks ago. You know what kind of uh, good man he is. And he's determined to help pay for a proper funeral for his friend. And once he did that, he decided, hey, I'm going to support veterans and their families 
as much as I can, and we're going to start paying for funerals for these veterans that can't pay for them themselves. And by doing that, he creates some great-looking American flags. Art, really, this is art with a purpose. Um, go to dogtagfurniture.com. Dogtagfurniture.com. There are a lot of lot of great things on the website with sales benefiting those who served. But you can help make a difference today and help Troy make a difference in so many lives uh, that are struggling just to try to get a grasp on their life again. Dogtagfurniture.com. Dogtagfurniture.com. You are listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you for coming along for the ride today. Coming up uh, right after this broadcast, you have a little replay of the Glenn Beck radio program from this morning, and then uh, we go right into a brand spanking new Buck Sexton program on the Premier Radio Networks. But uh, really, during the day, I mean, you've got uh, Doc Thompson uh, starts us off at 6 a.m. Eastern, right into Glenn, you know, Glenn Beck. And then uh, this broadcast, you have Pat Gray normally. When, when we find him and bring him back, he'll be here. Um, hopefully you are assisting in that. And when you find him, hashtag find Pat, do not approach him. Do not look him in the eye. Just let us know. That's all I want. Just let us know. We'll take care of the rest. Okay. I promise. We'll take care of the rest. Now, how many times I, I've got stories here. I just feel like I need to get to today. Uh, just so that you have them in your head. Uh, we can talk about a little of them, uh, you know, a little more in depth tomorrow, maybe like the, uh, uh, Puerto Rico, uh, making uh, fiscal plans for austerity measures. Uh, They're going to get worse in Puerto Rico. You know, the corruption down there has been so bad uh, for so long, and now now people are going to be all wound up because they're just going to keep cutting, cutting, cutting. And that doesn't stop the corruption. Uh, All We talked a little bit about uh, newspapers cutting, but I don't know about you, Keith, but I used to shop at Herberger's and Yonkers stores when I went to Minnesota every time. Mm -mm. Every time. No. Every time I went to Minnesota, you could not get me out of a Herberger's or a Yonkers store. And uh, they're closing. Oh. I know. I know. Um, I, I, I'm familiar with Yonkers. But. The uh, the parent company of the Bonton stores uh, announced Wednesday that uh, it had been bought by two liquidation companies. So uh, they're selling out. The uh, 212 stores are going to be liquidated. You seem deeply affected by uh, this. I, going on well, because every time I went to Minnesota, you could. I told you, you could not drag me out of out of a Herberger's, and uh, now they're not going to be there when I go to Minnesota. It's, it's not, it's not, Minnesota's just not going to be the same because of it, okay? <laughs> uh, Dick Sporting Goods, melting down unsold guns. Good. I hope it costs them money. Let them do it. They're going to announce, like, we'll destroy all the guns it pulled from its shelves late February. That'd be fine. Do what you want, Dick. I hope, I hope, I hope it costs you a small fortune melting them down. And then I hope it get, they, you still pay for it every day because it gets stuck in a train car uh, connected to a poop car in Alabama. That's what I hope it happens to your melted guns that you do, dick. Good for you. Agonizing. 
and the ex-Playboy model settled her lawsuit so she can talk about her Trump affair. Yay! Right. Talk about it. Yes. Yes, she can. Karen McDougal. Now she's able to. She was. She was misled into signing that that deal two years ago. That that she sold and her said it was her deal. She couldn't talk about it anymore for one hundred fifty thousand, and then. There was supposed to be a story to go with it, but the story never happened. Yeah, Karen McDougal got her own fooled. I agree with that. Yeah. She was in love. I'm serious. So she... uh She'll be able to tell us exactly. uh, But really, she doesn't really want to tell us. I mean, she wants to... Look, she's relieved to be able to tell the truth about the story again when she's asked, and she looks forward to being able to return to her private life and focus on what matters to me. Do you? And, you know, after a long day at the office, you think to yourself, you know, I need, I don't know, massage. You know, say, the other there's day, a lot of things that come to mind. I was wondering the other day, somebody go. said to me, here in this building, I got to go get a massage. Mm-hmm. And I thought, man, you know, it's been a long time since I've had a massage. And I know, put the jokes aside. I'm not talking about a massage at the, you know, down in the valley. D- but- Whoa, hello. <laughs> Hang on. But I'm talking about an actual, you know, massage therapist, an actual someone who, you know, will relax you and make you feel better. And it's been a long time. I mean, seriously, they're they're great to go to. And I saw this new massage trend that's happening, and I thought, oh my gosh, I wonder if I could do that. And then I I realized I could not do this. Wait, 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 wait. You think that there might be a market for you as a masseuse? No. Okay. The actual massage itself. Okay, gotcha. Receiving. Okay, got it. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. and, and and take a look and then tell me if you could do this. Nope. Yes, it's a snake massage. That's dumb. That's stupid. This lady, they're not venomous. I don't care. Stupid. She goes into a room and the lady, she has like five snakes that she puts on you. Absolutely stupid. And they wrap around you. Ten boa constrictors. Yeah, look at that. And they wrap around you. And the, the, the lady said that after it felt like I was getting hugged. Uh-huh. And the snakes are never forced to work. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, so it's Peter friendly. Today? Oh, no, I'll just sit here. I'll just be nah. rolled up in my cage. Stop it. And she never leaves. She never leaves the room because you never know. The, she leaves the room. All three boa constrictors might still actually constrict the human. But uh, I could not do that. And then you see how they they're they're slithering and they're slither their tongue on your feet. I can't do it, man. That's I could not even ridiculous. look at somebody's foot like that getting That's slithered dumb. on. But it, it actually looks like it might feel good. No, it looks stupid. It would feel stupid, and it's a waste of money. I bet it's overpriced beyond belief. Oh, you can count on that. Oh, yeah. Have a great day, and uh, you know what? Go get a snake massage. And if we find Pat, he'll be back tomorrow. And if not, I will be. See you later. Peace. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.